Come on now, sugar. Hi, Ryan. Hey. How's it going? Good. I feel bad because I, I, this is the freshest I've ever been on a Veronica Mars episode for this show. <laughs> I finished it maybe 90 seconds ago. Yep. I was there. Uh, I witnessed we were there. it. You witnessed it. We were very silent for the last like 15 minutes of yeah. uh, episode 12. And it's, so it's a different vibe, I think, than I felt in previous okay. recording sessions. Gotcha. Where it's at least been a day. Or, like, I've had some time. Mm -hmm. This is, like, yeah, all my thoughts are still connected. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we can find out. This is a good case study. We'll see if this is the way for you, if this is your method now. Yeah, it would be funny if, like, this episode's only 45 minutes long. Like, I'm just so efficient. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Okay. You're like, let me stop that side tangent right now. <laughs> I'm not into tangents anymore. No? Uh, you don't like tangents? No, it's such a lie. I love all I I know they're the best. That's what we're that's what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, we would just watch the show and go to sleep. Yeah. Um. But before we can talk about Clash of the Trades, we have to talk about episode eleven. Yeah. Silence of the Lamb. That title is great. It is. I almost every time because the I we'll get into it, but mm -hmm. I like the B plot more than the A plot. Okay. And. Well, I have issues with the B-plot, too. But <laughs> the, that title, I don't feel like the episode lived up to the potential of that title. I, I get the connection they're making. Um, you know, the very, like, on the face of it connection. Mm -hmm. um, the thing that struck me funny is I think this is the most dialogue we've had Sheriff Lamb in an episode yet. Yes. Like, by far. It's a lot of Lamb. And... Honestly, we get more color, like more shades of lamb. Mm -hmm. We get to see that he isn't just evil. Because, <laughs> like, some of the times we've seen him before, like, you know, the wizard stuff. Yeah. He's just evil. Yeah. But in this, so he's not just evil. Mm -hmm. He does have some instincts. They're not always, they're often the wrong instincts. He is a cop. He's like, a cop. Yeah. Which, I, honestly, he's probably a more accurate representation of cop. Right? Like, like Keith is sort of this He's, paragon. Yes, yes. And I don't know if super cop is the right word for Keith. I mean, maybe. No, I mean, he, not, nah, I mean, he did, got disgraced. Sure. Kind of but super, I, mean, I don't know that you are a super cop if once you've been disgraced. I feel like in noir, only super cops are disgraced because then they have to become private investigators. <laughs> that's how you become a private investigator. Yeah, because yeah, you're a super cop. From who's a, uh, who framed Roger Rabbit. The only way to become a private investigator is to be a disgraced cop. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's right. That's pretty much how it works. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's weird to, I mean, I like the team up, but yeah, I think I want the title and you no, know, it's just because it connects me to that Thomas Harris novel and that movie, but like the title makes me want a creepy serial killer episode. And it is not a creepy serial killer episode. No, this is a- I mean, there it, is a serial killer. Yes. Um, it's kind of a fun serial killer episode. Yeah, and there's moments that are creepy-ish. Like, Aaron Paul's hotel room, I'm glad we didn't go in. That was a <laughs> creepy place. That's a statement <laughs> I think you could just apply yeah, just to facts. real life. I'm so glad I didn't go into Aaron Paul's yeah, hotel room. Yeah, it was not going to be a good place. No one was going to leave happy. Oh, um, man. We could take a million steps back. Probably. Yes, 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 yes. Um, do you want steps all the way back? 
Yeah. Um, so this is the description of episode 11, Silence of the Lamb, given in the DVD. Uh, what do you call these things? Um, uh, you called it the right thing earlier, and I was like, oh, that is the word for it. Not packet. Uh, insert? Insert. In- it's the insert in the DVD, but for Veronica Mars, and let's describe it, because I bet most of our listeners, if they don't own the DVD, mm-hmm. um, are probably watching on Hulu or right. streaming somewhere. The DVD insert, and sort of the, the actual box has sort of this vibe, but it's the insert itself that really looks like a composition notebook yes yes it has that kind of mar- black and white marbled look mm-hmm. says veronica mars kind of where you would write your name in a comp notebook and then it is a fairly robust one it has pictures of all the main cast yeah it has doodles in the margin yeah and then it has dis- it has air i mean it has what you expect air dates and names and descriptions of each episode yep um it's a pretty it's something that we don't really get anymore for a show that only a few million people watch, right? Like, <laughs> I feel like if you wanted Game of Thrones, there's a DVD release of Game of Thrones. Sure. But if you're, like, really into, I don't know, like... Roswell? There is was TV. that a shot across there the are, bow? There, I didn't mean it to be. Oh, oh, you meant Roswell, New Mexico. I was like, there are DVDs of Roswell. I own them. I will show you the DVD inserts. They are lovely. Um, they're actually just fine. Yeah. Um, but there's, yeah, there's a lot of shows, like middling shows don't get this kind of treatment. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know Veronica Mars was going to be a cult classic when the DVD came out. Well, when, when did, was the DVD released? I mean, I think it was released before the second season. I mean, I bought 2004, it. 2004-2005 package, design, and supplementary material. Compilation, 2005, Warner Brothers Entertainment. Yeah, so and I think I bought it immediately. Okay. Season three, I sat on it a little bit. Did you? I, yeah, I think I waited for sale. But seasons one and two, because I used to, well, as you can tell, my home, I used to buy mm-hmm. a lot. I bought, uh, I bought season one from my college uh, record store. Okay. And then uh, about a month later, found all three seasons in the bargain bin at Best Buy for Five ninety nine a piece. Oh, that's heartbreaking. So I got two and three. Yeah, that's that's what you do. <laughs> well, I mean, when you see it, yeah, when you see it. But yes, yeah, so the, so the weird you were reading from a bygone era. Yeah. Thing. I I don't think. Yeah, I don't think we could find nowadays. Mm-hmm. But what does it say about science? Well, the description is work ethic. Full stop. While Keith helps the new sheriff search for a serial killer, Veronica goes into business doing background checks on her classmates parents wow i got the inflection all fucked yeah, up yeah i don't know that. what you're doing <laughs> <laughs> but you know what uh, i the think it's nice for the listeners because they know this is a fresh read here's the thing it the line ends on the word classmates with the apostrophe after the s which threw me and then parents yeah. has the comma but that's the first word of the next line oh that is weird okay veronica goes into business doing background checks on her classmates parents which leads to a stunning revelation for her friend Mac. Yeah, I mean, that's a description of this episode. Yeah. I don't think... Should we describe it in more detail? Yeah, let's talk more. For like two hours? Ish. Um, I I don't think that that description has any of the style that makes me like Veronica Mars the show. It's fairly dry. Yeah. So, and just 
Are okay. they all this way? They all have like the one liner at the very beginning. Okay. Well we'll we'll talk about the next one. Okay. But like for example, uh episode eight, like a virgin featuring um Darling Angel Mag. Yes. That is pure hell, full stop. And then goes into the description. So, like, they all have a little thing, which isn't the voice of the show. No. I feel like they really, and I think the way it's written, it's supposed to look like case file, but they should have written it like case files. Yeah, or do, like, a colon, even. Well, pure hell is also stupid. (laughs) What does work ethic mean? What does that mean in the context of this episode i think it's supposed to be about how lamb isn't good at working oh interesting but okay. it's not no it should be something like every gu- guitar string has a purpose do you know what i mean like it should be like the name of like a raymond chandler novel okay lean into the noir not like a pun that isn't a pun yeah it's not it's definitely not a pun I mean, pure hell, I think, is trying to be a pun, right? Because she's a pure girl. The purity test. Right. Pure hell. Okay. That's trying to be a pun. Uh, another example, uh, Eccles Family Christmas, uh, which we covered in the last yeah. episode. Um, California Hold'em, full stop. See, yeah. Somebody, <laughs> They're like an, terrible. I think, like, an intern had to write these, who maybe never saw the episode. That, but, I mean, that can't actually be the case. You don't think interns get dumb assignments like this? Interns don't get to write copy that's published. I didn't. Maybe I just wasn't trustworthy. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe you didn't have the right gig. I feel like some, I, I don't think the person who wrote this took pride in their work. California Hold'em? That's what I'm saying. It's like it's a bad pun that isn't, it's like halfway to a pun. Yeah. Because a pun usually, the turn of phrase is surprising, interesting, or funny. Mm-hmm. To, California Hold'em, is none of those. Yeah. I, I get un- what you're doing. Yeah, I understand what it's a play on. They're in California, and Texas Hold'em is a famous card game. Well, that is, and they play that in the game, because they talk about the river and the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember we were all obsessed with that? Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God, I've been wanting to tell you, and I can <laughs> tell you on here. Okay. Though this is more, this is sort of off-mic conversation, but. Whatever. There's yeah, no, there's no fucking rules po- here. <laughs> it's related to poker, which we talked about last week. Okay. So. <laughs> Um, my former work nemesis, mm-hmm. who you current sh- lover, yeah, no, not at all. But you ship me with him. Yep. He on uh whatever whatever one day this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he recently in a poker tournament, and so he thought I needed to hear a play by play of several hands of not Texas even Solda. not even like the big hand, not even I mean, the I one. Think they were his most important hand. Like, sure, was, but you gotta do, you. Dial it down to the one fish I, you caught at the I lake know. that weekend. Like, you know what I like mean? This one we went up, and then it went down, and then it was the river, and there's a high percent. And I'm like, you were you were giving me so many details yeah. about this Texas Hold'em game. I I did ask him because I heard he, he I knew he was in this big tournament. I was yeah. trying to be like how did it go? go? But I didn't know I was going to hear play by play. Yeah, and I was just like the whole time I was thinking I was like, Colin, why? I don't like boring stories. You would love that I'm. Oh, that you. Humoring yeah, him that's and that I do love. I, story. I do love that. <laughs> you would like. I was like. Uh huh. Uh huh. And All I'm right. picturing. Oh my god, this is uh, this is my fantasy. I hope it's true. I'm picturing him 
sitting at his desk comfortably and you trying to do like a flyby. So you're standing <laughs> and now you're on your feet while he gets to sit and tell his tell fucking story. Um, he also, he's a nice dude, uh, but he's <laughs> found that my dog mm-hmm. is much more friendly to him if I'm holding. So now if I'm if the dog is in my lap, that's when the guy wants to come over and pet the dog. Oh, my which God. Which is fine. And I you... get it because the dog likes him. Be- like, the dog is more friendly then. Yeah. But it's also like I, the dog being in my lap is not a signal that I want to socialize. Um, no, but it is a signal to him that <laughs> he can get a foot closer yes. to the one that he loves. Oh, He's not in love with me, but. Um, like I said, I knew you would enjoy knowing that he told me that story and I had to listen to it. <laughs> um, okay. But all that to say. What's wrong, Mogi? I'm not sure what one of the words in my notes said. Because I was going to try to transfer. <laughs> yeah. Because I was going to say something like, I'm not as bitter as Keith. So bitter regarding political piss more. Oh, yeah, the political piss more of this episode. <laughs> I, maybe I was going to write pissing match. Oh, okay. But anyway, he's yeah, very yeah. unhappy about and I get it. He is not, politics is not his forte. No. He does not want to play any game. Absolutely he not. He wants to do the right thing, get the work done, make his money. He's a pretty straight shooter. Yeah. Um, so no wonder he's mad that the mayor took the wrong person to prison for the serial killer thing. Yes. So Veronica, I I love this scene because Veronica wakes up and, you know, they they banter. They have their things like that. But she wakes up in, like, such a a chipper mood, like, just totally on the right side of the bed for once. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so Keith's got his newspaper out. um, And, you know, he does a very concerned dad thing, you know, making sure she's not going... To the, what was it, the East... Was it the East Side Strangler? No, no, no. no. It was the East Side Bars or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, like, a a district in Neptune where, like, the fun, like, party bars are. And he's making sure Veronica's not going to them. she makes a bad joke. Like, she likes to. Mm -hmm. She really likes Oh, Dad, I'm gonna do debaucherous things. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, murder! (laughs) He's like, (laughs) oh, you wanna get murdered? And she's like, no, Dad, I don't yeah. want to get murdered. I was enjoying my life for a minute. Yeah, because the E-string killer That's what it was. is right. bad. E-string because uh, A guitar string. Yes, yes, it's his signature. Uh, and that kind of... So, I mean, the big reveal is, um, you know, this is Keith's old case. Yeah. Uh, the cops, you know, kind of once again ignore Keith, and they blame it on the Oakland Strangler. Well, yeah, and the cops and the mayor. Yeah. Because he, the way it, at least the way he says it, it's not really as, it's not as bad as, it's not everyone against him, like the Jake Kane situation. Mm-hmm. But it is, it's like under political pressure, they were willing to close the book on the Neptune murderer. Yeah. Because um, they didn't want, they just wanted to, yeah, end the, end the case. So spring break business wouldn't be interrupted. It's fucking, it's Jaws. Everything oh, is Jaws. I was going to say it's season four. Spoiler alert, but <laughs> spring break no, and s- spring break business becomes a major plot point. Season four is also Jaws. Yeah, that's true. 
Everything uh, is Jaws. Everything is Jaws. Welcome to Everything is Jaws. <laughs> I, I'm Colin Morris. And I'm Ryan Mogi. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Keith is not happy. He's very grumpy mm-hmm. um, that these murders have continued, which I get. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you think you got a job, someone, you tried to do a job. Yep. People thwarted you, and now the worst has happened. The killer is struck again. That's why you do, why you investigate murders. So the killer can't strike. <laughs> That's the whole point. Um, but Veronica's still kind of in a fun. Yeah. She goes to school and some rando walks over to her and is like, hey, I hear you do cases for people. And she's like, um, I do favors for friends. And I was like, Veronica, have you not been watching the show? <laughs> You, yes, I recognize that that's maybe your, no, I don't recognize it. You've been doing cases for people. Yeah. All along. Mm-hmm. Are you now, I mean, is it because I... she wasn't really making money on all the cases that she thought they were, she really thought she was being, she doesn't, she has one friend. Here's what I think it is. Two friends, if you so, count. Well, ba- and back in the day, uh, yeah, so did a case for Meg, did a case for Troy, which ended up being a case for Logan, did that case for Duncan, even though she was coerced into it, I would argue at this point, she does cases more out of self-interest than as like a straight-up business. I mean, self-interest, but also like grudges. Sure, she uh, does but that's her like self-interest. Yeah, yeah. She loves fulfilling a grudge. Or it's not always self-interest, because sometimes she does it for Wallace. Oh, yeah. You know, like I think she does it for her own sense of righteousness. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she isn't doing it for money, but it's also like you're. So you moonlight to do it for money. I guess I don't see where she's drawing the line. Like she, I think it's just a like who's this fucking guy coming up? Like it, it take. I guess and it. She, she does qu- pretty quick get to like bilk this guy for all he's got, which mm-hmm. that's the answer. Yeah, is take all the O'Niners money. Like the answer isn't be sassy. It's get the money. Yeah, get but as it's... much as you can. Uh, but as Max says later, she's doing it for 50 bucks a pop. She should up it. That is not all the O'Niners' money. 50 oh my bucks. God. Mac has such a good plan, too, but she, and Veronica blows me. Yeah. Veronica's well, too self-right. She needs to, she's to take what she can get. Um, and honestly, you know what? If I was Veronica, I would probably hate most of my classmates because there are people like Madison Sinclair. Oh. She, could she be the worst? I mean, we have both a lot of Lamb and a lot of Madison in this episode, so it's hard to know what the worst is. Yeah, yeah. But they're both, like, almost the worst. <laughs> neck and neck, all episode. <laughs> yeah, they... So, we're introduced to Madison in this episode. Is This is our introduction to Madison St. Clair. No. She was uh, Duncan... She cheated the election to make Duncan win. Yeah. And yeah. she was in, we saw her in the flashback. I think we've already seen her in a flashback okay. at that party. I don't know that we know what. At uh, Shelly Pomeroy's party, the infamous. Oh, why did I think we saw that already? Maybe we no, did No, I think that comes later. later. But, but we have definitely met we've, Madison. Yeah, I thought we saw her in a flashback, but maybe not. Okay. But we've definitely seen her. She's mean. She's Stinks. She stinks. She's having, she's being this serenaded is, yeah. by a string quartet in the like common area of the school for playing, her 17th yeah. birthday. Playing a song that, to my mind, and I know it, that's not, this is not the original, 
but I always think of it as a Chuck E. Cheese song. The it's the Beatles. Uh-huh. Uh, what's the name of it? Happy birthday to ya. Or is it just birthday? I think it might just be. Yeah. Um. That they play that at Chuck E. Cheese. Wait, hold on. Isn't that the one that's like? They say it's your birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday to ya. Um. Yeah. They. That's the Chuck E. Cheese one. I mean, there's a lot of songs they play Chuck. I don't know if you remember. It was like a review. I don't remember. Animatronic would play many songs. Okay. Um. But. For some reason, and probably because I would go to Chuck E. Cheese for people's birthdays, mm-hmm. that song is, sure. I can ju- when I hear it, I just see the rat sing. Huh. So I only, I've only ever been once, and I was too old for the experience. Oh, no. Like, how old? Like, 20? No, like, 12. Okay. You like, know you what I mean? You would have rather been at David Buster's, but you were a little young for David Buster's, too. Yeah, or even just, like, when I was, like, growing up, when I was, like, Chuck E. Cheese appropriate age, like, just regular arcades still existed and malls. So we just went to the mall, and I would hang out at the arcade. We didn't go, like, to... But it is... Okay, at least in my... And again, my life is not a prototype for every life. Okay. But Chuck E. Cheese was... Yes, they had an arcade, but it was, like, you would go for the pizza and the hang and the party birthday party mm-hmm. it wasn't like no one was ever i mean at least my family we were never like let's go play ski ball let's go to chuck e cheese right or like let's go do the arcade let's go to chuck e cheese it was like chuck e cheese was a whole i mean like I said, there's an animatronic show sure that's like the thing okay so it's an arcade is not can't re- unless the arcade serves food are you, I think you could get this. I think you could get pizza. Not at like a regular mall okay. arcade. Oh, but you're in the mall. You're you go the, to the okay, food court. You walk oh down God. to the food court. This is a very sad birthday. No, this is not a birthday. Okay, I'm, like, I'm picturing this like is eight, just a bunch hanging of eight year olds. They're like, you go to the, and like, mom, I'm hungry. Like, okay, I, let's go to the Sabaro. I and just so then you can't. all like, everybody grab a buddy and you all hold hands and walk over to the Sabaro. I mean, that seems like a fine birthday. If we could find a mall operating somewhere in the United States still, we should. <laughs> no, but like a real mall. I mean, are you mall. serious? Because there's a like literal a real mall. mall. There, Glendale Galleria. Don't suggest that you would go to a real mall because we have them just over a hill. Just go to the other side of a big old park, and there are so many malls. No arcades. Is that true? I've I've never looked at the arcade at Burbank or Glendale. No, I haven't. I haven't seen one. Maybe I'm just missing it. Maybe I'm just arcades missing. Arcades have died. Uh, well, and now they're being reborn. Well, yeah, barcades. Yeah, but that's a. Well, you're too good for barcades. I guess here's the thing. I think I'm old enough to remember when many arcade games were 25 cents. Yeah. So all arcade situations feel expensive, which I'm old. That's part of it. I wish I was old, younger so that I'm used to everything costing a dollar. I'm sorry. I, I just fucking figured it out. I can't believe it. Two weeks ago, we were at the fucking Santa Cruz uh, yeah, boardwalk where they an have an amazing together. arcade. Yeah, we recently we had were just maybe there. an ultimate arcade experience. I w- That's what I'm talking about. You could get it. You could get some food. You but, could get some beer. You could play all the okay, games your heart we desires. We went as grown up. Yeah, a group of eight year olds should. That's a, that's how you get kidnapped. Oh, there was eight year olds at that arcade. Yes, 
it wasn't uh, safe. How many of them did you bring home? <laughs> how many of them were there when we left? We'll never know. Um, no, uh, you're right. That was a lovely arcade experience. And honestly, that's the bulk of my hangout at an arcade experience is Beach Boardwalk Arcade mm-hmm. versus, I don't even know if we, we must have had a mall arcade. Yeah. Or like if we were at, and, not, and this is going to make it sound like I went to bars a lot, but if we were like at a sports bar for like a Browns game or something, mm-hmm. my dad or my, my mom, but my dad would give us quarters to go sure. play whatever game they had. Sure, sure. But that's the... not an arcade. That's like you just have whatever. Yeah. Good yeah. luck. I hope that something fun is here. You do not get your pick. Because the Browns game will not be fun. No. Dad will and... be yell. Dad will be hoarse from yelling well, by the ju- end of this. Or just sad, which is almost worse. No, it's worse. <laughs> no, I I wonder sometimes uh... how I would feel about football. If football was ever a positive force in my family, <laughs> but it was just a thing that you get invested in, get disappointed in, get heartbroken by, it's, repeat. It's like family in that way. It is like family. <laughs> it's not an escape from family. It is family. It is family. That's why they have games on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yep, games on Thanksgiving every Sunday. It's family day. Oh man. Woo. Um. But speaking of family. Hmm. Madison parents are very uh they buy her a bunch of stuff for her birthday Mm -hmm. make a big show of it yep which she loves yeah and uh grounded boy the one who is trying to hire veronica to get dirt on his parents so he basically was trying to set up an extortion uh situation Or or a uh, I don't know a tit for tat maybe. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, he was trying to get a leg up on his parents, but he's yeah. also you can tell he's a bad person. I think that's partly why Veronica's like I do favors for friends because she's trying to say like fuck you, buddy. Exactly, you're yeah. not a good dude. Mm-hmm. And she just I keep I keep thinking back to Troy in this because she just did all that shit yeah. for Troy and she got burned. Yeah. So maybe she's maybe she's just not in the mood anymore. I think that's possible. I think that's prop. I think that's totally true. Mm-hmm. I think also she's just because she's because since Troy, she's had this thing where she maybe thinks that Jake Kane's her dad. Mm-hmm. She certainly thinks it's a possibility. Yeah, and she doesn't want to face the reality because she ripped up those. She shredded the results. Yeah. So like she has that hanging over her head. Yeah. Um. I feel like something else happened. But she's like she's got stuff on her mind. Mm-hmm. She also has like proof now that Abel Koontz didn't kill Lily. So like she's got things that matter to her on her mind. Yep. And this is not one. <laughs> uh, but then she realizes that she can make some money. Yep. Uh, so oh yeah, and but uh, what's his name? Douche boy. Um, he is. He's really upset because he doesn't get to go to Madison Sinclair's birthday party, which is the best party ever. The event of the season. Which is funny because, like, do, do her parents clear out? Because they did, it seemed to be a parentless party. When we get to the party and then see the house, it, it's a parentless party, but there is a child. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's, parents don't always take, I mean, when you're a junior in high school, mm-hmm. your parents will trust you to take care of your sibling. I feel like it's more like the Sinclairs give her a wing. I hate her. You know what I mean? I'd be They're happy just like, for okay, else. every you guys got everything you need. The pizzas well, will be here in a half hour. We're gonna go. Then even more, take the, then I'm with you. Take the sister. Don't sure. make the sister hang out in the. Don't leave the sister at this party that she has no place. Take this. 
all three of you should go out for a movie. Go but do La- something. So Lauren is in her favorite room of the house. So the, I yeah. think that's like, they're like, Lauren's not going to get in the way. She's not leaving the library. Like, let her be yeah. in the place with all her books. That's all the only place she wants to be. And I we bet they had really to fight ju- yeah, we Madison jumped, on that. We jumped a lot of things. Did we go really far ahead? Well, by the time we get to there, secrets have been revealed. Yep. Uh, cases have been gone. <laughs> because what happens, what we skipped is that Keith yeah. gets a visit. From? The mayor. And? Sheriff Lamb. Yeah. And they go into Keith's office. And I have a thought about Keith's office. But they go into Keith's office and they decide to, they ask him to come back and consult uh, on, on the case mm-hmm. and help them find the, the serial killer. Which is flattering to him. Yeah, he's excited. He's excited. Don Lamb is less excited, but also, like, what is he going to do? He knows he's not as good. Like, he knows he kind of needs them. Yeah, I think he does. And, like, the thing that, um, you know, they don't, they don't play it. I guess they play it just the right amount. It, Don is Keith's protege. Yeah. You know, he was a deputy under Keith. Yep. And then when the, I don't think he had it out for Keith. Maybe he got like a disciplinary mark on his file or something like that yeah. from Keith at some point. But this is all headcanon stuff. Yeah. But I think when the opportunity came with Keith getting booted, he just being an ambitious jerk boy leaned full into well, it he- and was like, I am chastising Keith Mars. Yes, I think I think it went to his head. But I don't blame anyone. If your boss is disgraced, mm-hmm. take the promotion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, I I mean, with Don Lamb, he took the promotion, and it only fed into his worst impulses and made him a worse person and bad, worse at his job. Yeah. But, like, take the job. Like, what are you going to do? Like, I have honor, so I'll not right, take the promotion. Right. Take the promotion. Right? Are you <laughs> wait? Just yeah. gonna stay in your dumb job? <laughs> no, take the promotion. Let some new sheriff come in. Fuck that. Well, yeah, you've been training for this. And mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're right. But he, I think being having that power before he was ready has just made him. I think it's the worst version of himself. Absolutely. He uh, he's an arrogant uh, jerk. But so it is kind of fun when he gets sort of like dragged in by the mayor on a mm. pretty short leash and the mayor is like also uh confirmed it on IMDb this mayor is just mayor. Oh yeah, he has there's, he's, there's he no has, name. He's nothing else. <laughs> um so yeah, mayor. And honestly, it is a little bit offensive to Lamb, right? Because it means that the mayor while he did overrule Keith earlier, he still thinks Keith is the best detective around. Right. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, but um, here's my problem with Keith, though. Hmm. And I thought about this a lot, and I know that he has a reception desk with Veronica sitting at it. Sure. But I think that if you are literally the only person in your company, only person on your payroll, mm-hmm. the only person who works in your office officially, yeah, you do not need your name on the interior door to your office. <laughs> now, putting on the exterior door, like, to the hall, uh-huh. okay. Yeah. Because it's Mars Investigations. I mean, I, but it's also called Mars Investigations, and there's one Mars who works there. Yeah. Veronica's not on the payroll. So, why does he need his name on the door? 
Who else would be there? He's the only person who works for the company. True. Absolutely. And they spent money on it. He had to pay someone to put that on there. I mean, you got to spend money to make money. But Oh, you think he makes more money because it says Keith Mars on the door? It looks cool. (laughs) Until you think about it for two seconds and you're like, wait, what? But would you really put that past Keith to just want the fucking old timey like he, yes, frosted think, window yes. with his name hand painted yes, on? Yes, he wanted it to look like an old timey noir place. I think he also is used to because I'm sure it is old. It is in the sheriff's office. Mm-hmm. His office had his name on it. Oh like, yeah, having your having your name on your office is a very normal thing in a normal place. Yeah, with when, one office <laughs> when there's one and office, zero employees. <laughs> A teen volunteer <laughs> is not an employee nope. under California state nope. law. She should not even be there. No, she certainly, if she is, she should get paid a lot more. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was my note about his office. But otherwise, mm-hmm. he's the best. Um, and so then Matt comes over. It's like, hey, V, don't yeah. worry about the serial killer. I got a plan. That's nothing to do with the serial killer. <laughs> my plan, you and me, we could rule the entire known universe by let's. Take this and do it at scale. We can do background checks for teens on demand. Um, yes, and she's got the website built yep. on her laptop, pulls it out. And Veronica's just like, mm, nah. <laughs> like, Veronica, <laughs> do you she, not want to go to college? <laughs> she gives her the, I got a lot of stuff on my plate, which was your argument from earlier. Yes, but, and I know that we are in a po- in like an app, life now or whatever mm-hmm. like but a lot of this work would be automated it wouldn't be a lot of shoe leather for veronica it's really. mostly and the level of dirt she's giving these people for the 50 dollars fee um is uh it's going to her database right her exactly. pi so database she really just which has she to hook the, like if she lets mac mess with it i bet she could hook the database up to this thing Oh, set up like an auto search. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I don't think it's that much work. Mm -hmm. Uh, But she shuts it down, which I was like, oh, poor Mac. But it's great. Mac has 10 good ideas a day. Mac is is a fucking rocket ship to the moon. She got a car last time. Yep. She will be fine. Off of one fucking scam. One scam. Where no one even got scammed. That's the best part of that scam. People got scammed. No, it's not tricks. People, it got hacked. Her her website got hacked. We talked about this okay. for so long. Her website got hacked. That is not her committing a scam. No, but she people got people thing. were victimized. So people misuse your tool. You're a scammer. No, 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 no. Okay. She did the tool because nobody had an expectation of privacy okay. when they took the purity test. Can I uh, retract scam and replace with scheme? Scheme 100%. Great. She's a okay. schemer. Yeah, she's, yeah. She's, she's, she's going to. A gonna... plus schemer. She's one of the best schemers we know. Great. We're going to meet another schemer who's maybe her match, mm-hmm. but not. Uh... <laughs> and then we'll talk about it a lot. Um... Are we ready to talk about my, uh, my favorite dumb dumb in the whole goddamn world? The guitar guy? No, not guitar guy, but. Oh, no, no it's not time. Okay. Because we have to talk about. Can you believe that Lamb hasn't seen Spinal Tap? I could. Here's the thing. I believe he doesn't remember all the quotes from Spinal Tap. 
But like he's like the frattiest like douchebag. He's not watched Comedy Central at night. Like I don't <laughs> think so. I think he's seen some Final Tap. I think he's lying. I guess yeah. that's what I'm saying. Right. He doesn't remember the reference, which that's a very different thing. And I feel like I deal with these kind of people all the time. Well, and he was grumpy. So if he's not yeah. remembering a reference, he's not gonna be like, oh wait, which. Who says that? Which? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, no. He's not right. fucking. He's not playing around with Keith Mars. No, right and now. he's, he's never gonna interested. say like, "Educate me on that." He's yes. just gonna be like, "Nope, don't care." Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we meet Guitar Guy, which I know is not your cutie patootie. No, no, no. But uh, Gabe, yes, Gabe, the guitar shop guy. He is such a dick. Yeah. I mean, I know he's also a monster, but like. I can't. Every time I watch this, I'm like, "How do you think this is?" I, I mean, I guess it works for him short term, uh-huh. but like, you are being so rude to the cops and weird mm-hmm. and off. Yep, making fun of the guitar string thing when in reality, the guitar string led them to you <laughs> that they're talking to right now. I counter. I will counter with this guy. Cold as ice, man. That okay. is a fucking smooth operator to keep up his fucking like jovial, uh, you know, just sort of do nothing clown routine yeah. in the face of that. If the fucking cops show up with your murder signature I to know. your place of work, and he's just like, and but I don't, I don't know. There's something. About, I mean, obviously, there's something about him. He's a crazy, evil murderer. Mm-hmm. But like, it just. Every time I see that scene, I'm like, there's so-. and also it's just weird. Yeah. Because it, a lot of times the show, and we'll get into it with uh, episode 12 too. Okay. Um, a lot of times the show will show places that you can like recognize. Like it might not be in your little town or your city, but like, oh, I see that this place would exist. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that guitar, it's not a guitar center in the city. No, it's, it do- well, it's, it's not a guitar center for it's sure. It's not a guitar center. It doesn't feel like a guitar music store in a small town. Like, I don't know what this place is. You know what it felt like? it doesn't feel... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. What does it feel like to you? It's like a guitar shop that's in either a record store or a comic book store. Oh, interesting. Like, you take the vibe of one of those two places and then just put a music store in. Because music stores generally are very well lit and... Uh, big windows, and you want people to see everything you've got inside well, from the street. Like, if not friendliness, there's like a cool. There, that's I think what it was. And maybe in yeah. comic book shop, and this is not all comic book shops. There are many very cool ones. Yep. But I've been to gatekeepery ones. Oh yes. And this, that's what this felt like. This felt like a gatekeeper, and I know they were. Co- I know there was cops coming in, mm-hmm. but it felt like a gatekeepery music shop, which I have not experienced that with music because it's usually they might be too cool for me Mm -hmm. like you know i'm not saying i fit in every time yeah but they're not like too cool but actually super lame which these guys that's what this guy was yeah i mean also he's a murderer yeah but he was too cool but in a way that's like you are not cool you're not even sort of you don't walk down the street and anyone thinks you're cool no one has ever come to a gig you do no one likes you Mm -hmm. but you're also think you're better than which I feel like is just a, it's not, it didn't feel like a guitar, a guitarist vibe. The, yeah, totally. And like at the guitar, so the guitar shop in my hometown um, 
Dr. Woods, shout out. Um, hey, Doc Woods. Yeah. Um, Did he teach you guitar? I never got lessons from Buddy. No, oh, okay. Buddy was the owner okay. of Doc Woods. Uh, or still is, I believe, from oh, what good I'm told. For him. Yeah. Uh, but so every the whole place was just filled with like local musicians. Yes. That's who he employed. It was like right. guitar guys totally. and shit like that. The drum shop next door was all just like local right. drummers. And you walk in and everyone's just jamming. Right. But they put down the guitar to sell you a guitar. Yes. You know what I mean? Like totally. the employees were well trained enough to stop the jam to sell a guitar when exactly. someone walks in. And yeah. yeah they- they're not there to make you feel shitty or right. be like weirdly aggressive. Yeah. But I get sure. Here's the thing. Like you said, he is a smooth operator. He throws them off the scent completely mm-hmm. with his erratic behavior. Though he is pretty dumb to let them know he has a soundproof room. That's a, that was not his best. I, that's so cool though. It's like because he's being such a smart ass. It honestly it felt like it um it felt like Logan. Like mm-hmm. some Logan shit. The way he was acting and talking to them like, "Oh, the guitar music is too loud." And then he just like without looking yeah. just slides the glass door closed. I was like, "How's the guitar music now, douchebag?" You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe it was again, I it's good Mr. Act. Mhm. It you see how this guy operated in plain sight. Mm-hmm. But every time I, there's something unsettling about that scene, separate from when you know that, you know, they just killed a woman. Right. Or like, there's a woman at that moment, moment locked like, in yes. his fucking right. kegerator. So like, even if you don't know that, there's just something about that scene. It's just, str- I don't want to say it breaks the record, but it does. It, like, it has this, <laughs> it's just something really unsettling. But I mean, I like it. I like it. So. <laughs> um, okay. Also, uh, yeah. What's up? Then we have the interrogation room scene with yeah, yeah. creepy, creepy bouncer guy. I mean, you really, you're really trying to not let me talk at all if about I'm my getting, favorite. It's the next boy. thing that happens. No, it's it's before that. We Who's, meet him in the we meet him in the briefing. Veronica doesn't. Keith does. Okay. Tell me about this. Tell me about this paragon. No, it's fine. We this can talk old about that. Man. We can talk about the interrogation scene. Who's he interrogating? Are you already uh, a bouncer. worm? Oh, the bouncer. Yeah, okay, He's the bouncer. Totally gross. Yeah, yeah. But it what I was caught by, and I'm a I won't say I'm a connoisseur of interrogation room scenes, mm-hmm. but they are often my favorite thing in pop shows. Really? I they're always my them. least favorite. Oh man, the don't watch criminal on No, Netflix. I hate those. I hate those. Oh, I love it. I love catching them up. I love when you think maybe you're not going to. No, they're terrible. I hate when the Well, you hate cops winning. I don't like They're all about cops winning and you don't want cops to win. You want cops you you like you don't want anyone to turn over. So you don't want anyone to confess the truth. Uh You don't want any cops to catch other people in a lie because then they're people convicted. Yeah. I don't know that you like cop shows. I, I know I do like cop shows. Um, I just like lawyers. I like lawyers is what I like. Not like in general. I think every. I think if you're talking to the police, you should have a lawyer. And I was actually thinking about this today. When you know how like police will use the argument like, oh, only guilty people have a lawyer. Total bullshit. Oh um, yeah. PSA for anyone listening: get a lawyer. Get a lawyer. I'm talking about fictional interrogation sure. that I enjoy. Sure. No, but IRL. The first thing you should always do is get a lawyer because people with lawyers get way further in our criminal justice. 
Absolutely. So get a lawyer. Don't think I'm trying to say in real life, don't yeah. get a lawyer. And I understand, like, if you can't afford one, like, you just, you have to, you have to try to find the money somewhere. Find any lawyer you can, because yeah. it'll just, it'll, it will work out better, in my opinion. But, um. Well, and by statistics. By, yeah. Um, I was thinking earlier today, like, when the cops try to use that against me. Yeah. When they're like, all right, we're bringing you in. After we I just wanna, on you. We just, yeah, we just want to have a little chat. I'm like, okay, great. Um. My lawyer will be available at four this afternoon. Is it yeah. okay if I come in then? I'm like, oh, you don't need to bring a lawyer into this. I'm like, ah, oh, just call Ryan Mogi. Mm-hmm. She will gladly send you a link to any of our podcast episodes. <laughs> and you could hear that, uh, innocent, my opinion, that innocent people use lawyers all the time. It's true. Innocent people. I'm happy to do that for you. Thank you. Um, I thought you were going to make me be your lawyer for the show. And I was like, I, no, don't do that. <laughs> I mean, just for kicks. <laughs> I mean. I would try, but it's not good. You would? You would? I would act as your advocate if we were in a situation where you needed that. Okay. Well, thank you. you act- no, you wouldn't. You'd be like, I, that's like flippant. If I know that someone else is implicated in this crime, I got to keep my mouth shut. Let them go down for it with you, Mogi. You both are going to go to cr- prison. All right. That doesn't, that doesn't sound right. And no, it doesn't. <laughs> but also, I think I'm, I'm more into, yeah, I like the gamesmanship. In open court, it's okay, but there's more rules. Mm-hmm. But again, that's probably exactly what you're saying. Because you're seeing all the civil rights violations yeah. in interrogation. And I see them. But if it's, a, it's... Ugh, if they're like murderers and rapists, I don't know, man. I'm okay. Yeah. In fiction. Yes. In real life, murderers deserve rights. But in fiction, I'm okay if murderers just fucking get destroyed. Mm-hmm. I love... Okay, wait. Hold on. What? What? I was going to bring us back to Veronica Mars, but then I realized you like Columbo. I love Columbo. Every episode of Columbo is just an extended interrogation scene. Yeah, but he doesn't, but he doesn't oh take him God. to the box. He doesn't take him okay, to the they're box. They're not in he the box, but he uses psychological warfare on yeah. them. He lies to them about evidence he has. Yeah. He tricks them. All the time. He, incur- he encourages them. They don't need a lawyer. Uh-huh. They don't need representation. He just, wants, he just has another question. Oh, we're just having a little conversation. Yeah. You love Columbo, who just one is more thing. doing all of the interrogation yeah. tactic. Yeah. Here's right. the thing about that. Uh, you know, charm goes a long way. <laughs> Columbo is fucking adorable. All right, then I want you to try someday uh-huh. when you have, you know, extra time. Sure. The show Homicide. And I want you to see uh, Jake Kane uh-huh. and uh, Andre Brower. Get in the box. In the box. They okay. are excellent in the box. All right. I might, um, I might like it. Yeah. I think you, if you don't like that, then you'll never like anything in the box. They are amazing. Ooh. Oh, it's like a ballet. It's well, and it's also that thing of they're just yeah, and sometimes they don't succeed, but they're mm-hmm. just they're they're playing the they're they're it's like, okay, all right, all right. But anyway, uh, let's get to them. Oh, the thing I wanted to say about the interrogation room scene, mm-hmm. and maybe they do this in real life, but this would piss me off more than the anti-lawyer thing. Folding mm-hmm. chairs. I'm gonna <laughs> sit on this chair for hours and answer questions, and you give me a folding chair. I'm I mean, sitting on the ground. I mean, that's a real. That's so. Uh, I don't know about that folding chair thing, yeah. but um, I know firsthand been told by cops that they mm-hmm. do the wobbly leg thing for real. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, cops. It's all. Fucked up. I mean, but it's and when I'm talking about like interrogation, that's all fiction. In mm-hmm. real life, everybody deserves civil rights. Mm-hmm. Everyone deserves to have 
their day in court and and deserves to have a, a spirited defense. And cops should not cut any corners. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. I, well, you don't know if cops should cut corners? No, no. I'm just thinking. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about in fiction because I do. I enjoy it. I enjoy it all. I love this shit. Yeah. But what I, mean, I enjoy the- most of all is big dum dums who are harmless and can't hurt Veronica harmless. in any way. Can't harmless. Yeah. He's dude. This is episode one of um. Leo D'Amato's saga with Veronica Mars. He does Mars. have a saga. I don't dislike him as a character. Mm-hmm. I think his finding out that she's seven should change <laughs> his behavior more measurably than it does. Yeah. Because it changes it. He makes a sexy joke at her, which is honestly mm-hmm. worse than anything he said up to then. Like, all his flirting was co- sort of mild. Then he makes a joke about yeah, that. He's, he's, like, he's like, I'm thinking about fucking you right now. So it's like, okay. So you get, you up the ante of the flirting to find out she's seven. Yeah. And then invite her on a date. Yeah. It's. <sighs> he's, look, he shouldn't be a cop. He shouldn't be hitting on a 17 year old. Yeah. Um, he shouldn't be doing a lot of things. Honestly, he should be hanging out in that fucking guitar shop That's all day long, playing the like, drums. Would I be like, mad if Veronica started dating some rando who hangs out in a guitar shop and is 20? Probably not. He should I think just be getting he, high at the guitar shop. Yeah, I think it's the fact that he is both a cop, so he is supposed to uphold laws. Sure. And then is skirting... I know you can date a 17-year-old without breaking laws, but it... It's not, it's not Drake level, but... Yeah. That's the thing too. It's like if we found if he was like sexually immature or like emotionally immature, then I think I could be like, okay, they're on the same level. He is not. Does, He's so a does, grown man with grown man one. Does dumb not count as emotionally immature? Or He's He is so dumb. dumb. He's dumb. It's amazing. He, he talks like marble mouth. I do love him. And <laughs> he's so cute. Um, he later became Schmidt on uh, New Girl, which is yep. a totally different character, so it shows the versatility of his acting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I like Leo. Mm-hmm. But Leo, as a love interest for Veronica, it never recovers from his... <sighs> she... And I told myself in my head he was 19, uh-huh. which I think made it a little... He's 20 years old. They had to make him 20 because he's a he cop. cop. He shouldn't be a cop. He should be like a junior cop. <laughs> like Dwight Schrute from The Office. Yeah, or like a security guard. Uh, like he's He should 18. be a receptionist. Yes. That's like, the he fix. Should be a he should the- be a receptionist, and maybe he didn't go to college, and he's, you know, take care of his mom or something. Right. He, he's, here is what he is. He's the receptionist at the sheriff's department because he swung and missed his first go around at, at um, Academy. Perfect. And so now he's I like, he's waiting for the next semester to start up. Exactly. And in the meantime, he's just learning the ropes. Because then we can make him a deputy in a yes, year. Yes, 100%. That ah. would have solved it. And also, you could have made him 18 or 19, which is less, I don't know, 20 just big. And there's also the piece of like post high school and high school. Yeah. It's weird. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean,. Like, is she, would she take him to prom? Like, he's a, an adult man. I mean, we'll get to that. Will we? Um, <laughs> I tried to be coy. Um, but yeah, I mean, is he the one who says I'm a scoundrel? Yeah. 
That is oh, cute when he says that. Dude. He's adorable. He's his adorable. His flirting dumb is dumb. so cute. His whole like method of flirting is like, I like sandwiches. <laughs> She's like, Do oh you want to eat a sandwich with me? That wouldn't be the worst thing. I'm a pretty bad boy, aren't I? He is, here's the thing. If she was if she was an adult, even just if she was in a freshman in college, yeah. I think I would be 100%. She needs a break, and he is a break. He is very different than the O-Niners. He is not Troy. He's not going to hurt her in that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, she hurts him. Yeah, so, like, he's not Duncan. He's not complicated totally. and secretive. He's not Logan. He's not evil. Yeah. So, like, it's... Or psych, oh, what, psychotic. Yeah. Sociopath. I, I, you t- I thought you were just taking a hella hard line. <laughs> and no. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Official stance of come on now, sugar. <laughs> no, because we get into some sad Logan stuff. Yeah, I know. Where I start to develop some empathy for him. Mm-hmm. Or more empathy. Yep. Because I'm not a sociopath. Unlike Logan. Um, No, I, I don't think he's a bad fit for Veronica, except for the fact that he's a grown up and it, it's just weird. And I know that 17-year-olds date It is ups, so weird. But, but if Leo was dating a 21-year-old woman, I'd be like, she's just, she's using him. Right, I'd be like, she's making him, a, he's too young for her. Exactly. <laughs> if he was dating someone who was like 20 and six months, I'd be like, oh, you gotta date someone your own age. <laughs> no, I love Leo. And this, uh, spoilers, because uh-huh. we kind of already said it, because you said it's the saga, and I'm happy to say it. This this episode and this storyline with him is not the last time we see Leo yeah, throughout the series. So Absolutely. I'm happy that Leo is a character. I think some of the things that happen with him are kind of interesting given <laughs> who we meet today. But glad glad that Leo is on the canvas. In the same way I'm glad Mac is on the canvas now and mm-hmm. Meg. I'm glad these people who ultimately mean a lot to us. I, yeah. I thought there was more dick in this episode. Dude, I thought there was more dick in this season. Yeah, it's taking a while. We're... We get it in the back half, we get more. But Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I'm going to be excited when we get more dick Casablancas, and then he's on the canvas more. Um, and honestly, I hate Madison, but I'm glad she's in the mix because she's a great villain for Veronica Absolutely. on this level. And, Ver- and Madison, this may change in later seasons, but at least in this season, she's operating on a purely, like, shitty mean girl high school level yeah and veronica's like hi by the way my best friend was murdered i was raped real shit has happened to me oh and by the way my mom also left because someone sent pictures of me with a target through the face so like maybe your bullshit that you're operating on madison is like a different level Uh uh-huh madison's like you're like lame (laughs) (laughs) madison you what you, she's just on such a level of she thinks she's in Mean Girls. And it's like, no, 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 no. You're on Twin Peaks, baby. Like, shit you're talking about does not matter. Yes. And, uh, oh, my God. You're crashing this. That was the other part. I was like, you're crashing this party. How uh, do you let party crashers just hang out if you're going to make a deal about it? Yeah. Like, if, you re- if it's really a deal, just tell them to leave or ask someone to get, like, I, what? They're just, you're at a party? How about you're crashing a party? <laughs> I don't, I don't so know. Much. I hate her. She's awful. I, and I love that um, Lauren, in that scene, when yeah. the gang all shows up to her birthday party uninvited, yes. Lauren, her like nine-year-old sister, is like, 
Jesus Christ, Madison. <laughs> You're a monster. <laughs> like, they're at your birthday party. Chill the fuck out. <laughs> well, okay, but before we get to that, yeah. let's just spell it out. Mac, after she pitched her amazing idea that Veronica oh. dismissed because she's worse, yeah. said, hey, can you look up my parents? Something weird. Uh, I. No, she just doesn't get along with them. I oh, think she suspects. She yeah. She doesn't know anything? I think she suspects that she's adopted. Okay, but she doesn't say it flat out. She might. I don't know. I watched this episode a full day ago. You just watched <laughs> it like 25 minutes no, ago. I watched it yesterday. Uh. But I was half asleep. It's been a long week. So, ah, um, okay, so she, yeah, she, she says suspects Veronica that mission, she's and Veronica's first thing that she finds uh-huh. is that uh, Madison, or sorry, uh, that Max's parents got a million dollar settlement mm-hmm. from a hospital. Yeah. Max like, one, my parents aren't rich. Two, they hate the hospital. And lawyers. <laughs> and lawyers. <laughs> and Veronica's like, oh, do you think That's... these things could be, re- I, are they related? I don't know what to say to you, Max. She I know you're too close to this. This is like her being a good friend. Like, I know. Just straight up not calling her on that. I but know. that is the most like, my parents hate the hospital and lawyers. Like, <laughs> sounds like they had a lawsuit involving the hospital. <laughs> Where they got a one- Given what happened, one million dollars is not enough money. It one million dollars can go really quick in this well, day and age. Well, we find out. Yeah. In that day and age, mm-hmm. went very quick. Go from being the owner of a place to an employee. Yeah. That's rough. Anyway, we'll get there. So, so Veronica goes back, does more digging, and mm-hmm. she's starting to feel like she's gonna find something that might not be great, but yeah. she has a job to do. So she ends up finding out that another family also got a one million dollar settlement at the same time. And using microfiche, mm-hmm. as you do back then. Hell yeah. Yeah, I remember microfiche. Have you done it? Uh, Yes. Is it cool? Uh, It's okay. Uh, We had, like, I think we definitely did it in high school. And then in college, we had a ton of different um, newspapers. Because I went to a J school, or journal mm-hmm. school. So I feel like I had projects where we found, you know, in, like, not journalism history, but that kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's. When they, it's like anything when they show research on TV, like it's so much just turn. If you're really just looking for someone to mention a one million dollar settlement, mm-hmm. it's just turning and turning and turning. If you know like what date you're going for, mm-hmm. then it's like that was kind of usually what I w- was doing, is that I would like be looking for a discussion of a specific event, and I knew that around when the event happened, uh-huh. then it's a little easier because you're like looking at that day's newspaper or the next day's newspaper mm-hmm. versus weeks and weeks like in movies when people are like i looked at for all the suspicious deaths i could find and you're like how would take you just be so tired of and it's like, not like the the library has them categorized no, not, by yeah, exactly. sp- suspicious you just deaths. go day by day by day looking for headlines that look like they might refer to a suspicious death mm-hmm. so yeah but microfiche is cool okay um she veronica discovers hey guess what baby swap and not only that, worse, baby swap with Madison Sinclair. Fuck that shit. Um, and so Veronica goes over to Max, like, very class house. It's mm-hmm. fine. I mean, it's not, I know you grew up very rich, but for the rest <laughs> of us. Oh, did you think I was going to let that die? I, for, um, I forgot I said it. <laughs> did a thank, little dance. Thank God it was recorded, right? I know, no one can forget. Woo! Um, but we're in the interesting space where the the world and by that i guess i mean my mom 
has not heard that episode yet. So you and I are the only two people who know you told me you were rich and then did a rich per- rich little kid dance. Um, but- I love that you aged me down. and <laughs> You moved it from rich person to rich little kid. Yeah, but the dance you did was... I'm rich. Yeah, was a like little- a villain in Richie Rich? Because we all know Richie Rich was very polite. But, like, yes, if he was, had a neighbor who yes, was a shitbag, exactly. probably. 100%. They went to the same prep school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, Veronica tells Mac the truth mm-hmm. in her middle. Her, like, the, that's, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, yes, Mac is not an O-Niner, but she has an okay life. They go on lots of vacations. It's not, I mean, the vacations are in an RV instead of at, in Cairo. Yeah. But she's, she's cared for. Absolutely, and she's loved. She's loved. Um, and honestly, her dad keeps building her shelves in her. That's yeah, so cute. It really is, and I, I hope that because as, so Mac now so she Mar, Veronica goes to break her the news, and it's obviously a bombshell. Yeah. Um, doesn't take it very well. See, really, all Mac sees is not only do I not fit in with these mm-hmm. people because I'm so intellectual and they're, you know, NASCAR and hot yeah. wings, as she put it. Um, but she could have been fucking Buku Bucks. Yeah. So she's and, like well, seeing and, green right now. And it's not just, I mean, money is a huge part, but like Madison is clearly spoiled. Yes. It's not just that her family has money. Because mm-hmm. a lot of O-Niners have money. Yeah. But Madison, her parents order a string quartet so she can feel special on her birthday. Right. And when Matt goes into the house, there's an entire set of pictures that are just Madison at different beautiful places in the world. <laughs> Madison at each of the seven wonders. The which, Sinclairs love their baby girl. I don't know. Where's Lauren? Because this is not Madison as a baby. Oh. Lauren exists. Interesting. Could they be overcompensating for the love they don't feel for this child? Possibly. Or Lauren has her own mantle somewhere else. Oh, true. Or Matt. Okay, this is. Oh, oh no. This don't is say it. Is. it. <laughs> Madison put those pictures out for the, for the party. party. <laughs> or she took went through the other pictures away. <laughs> yeah, but she got rid of any pictures that had her mom, her dad, or Lauren in them. <laughs> and she just put a. That's what, that's what it is. That's what happens. Madison's it's such a, a bad. She's the worst. Oh, she's such a bastard. Um, but she is very ineffectual at stopping people from getting into her party. Yep. Um, Wallace, I mean. Wallace, Wallace does boots. great. He, yeah, man, he's got swagger. I love Pimp him. juice, as he likes oh, to say. I know he does like to say that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I love Wallace. He does a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mac discovers a very cool library. Yeah, she gets to. I feel like you, Mac, Lauren, and Belle from Beauty and the Beast uh, would all appreciate that room. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I think you're not even close to wrong. That that <laughs> library is gorgeous. Um. And it's really cute. She sees Lauren, and Lauren's reading a, a book, and they bond over. They both, you know, mm-hmm. Max, like, I read that book. It's good. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Um, and they also cast very well. That Dude. little girl looks just like Max. The scene when Mac goes back to the house after yeah. the party, because they're thrown out of the party. Max yeah. fishing for information, but, you know, isn't satisfied, has to go back and get yeah. more. Um, and she meets her um, biological yeah. mother. And Lauren's there, and they're all in the kitchen. And Lauren doesn't really yeah. know what's going on, but Mac and the mo- Mrs. Sinclair both yeah. know what's going on. There's this really sad sort of dialogue happening. Yeah. The three of them standing next to each other 
So good. They look like a fucking family, yeah, dude. That casting director did a great job. So good. Great it job. really, it really like took me uh, on this viewing. I was yes. like, fuck. Yeah. And then fucking bouncy blonde comes down. He's like, mom, where's the thing that I can, that's dry clean? I don't remember what she says. Did you pick up the dry cleaning? <laughs> like her mom is her assistant. It's the worst. She's the worst. Um, <laughs> I'm sure both of our mothers would say we're just as selfish as that terrible little girl. Wow. That was really projecting on me. Just saying. I'm, mothers, man. Some people were raised as Max and some people were raised as Madison. Draw your conclusions. I Rich am, boy. I am uh, a Madison Sinclair, yo. Okay. Now, this is the only false step, I think, that Max, uh, the, the children raising Max, the people raising Max, the Mackenzies, make in the episode. Okay. And it's when, for no reason, mm-hmm. Mrs. Max is like, are you a weirdo fucking vegan like my daughter? <laughs> do you like weird ass shit or do you like normal shit? There was no, that was like, and otherwise she's very nice. Yeah. But it's like. That's unnecessarily hostile. Yeah. Like, what if she is a weirdo vegan, too? Like, that's not cute. Yeah. You're, like, actually going to offend someone. <laughs> and you've already brought food in. So did you bring in vegan food? Because if you did it, what are you doing? No one's going to eat it. Yeah. You already know Mac's not going to eat it. For sure. Well, I couldn't quite tell what it was. I was like, maybe it's, like, <laughs> cra- vegan crackers. and Could be. Hummus, but I, I mean, it looked like cookies at first, yeah. and I was like, "Are those vegan cookies?" Mm-hmm. Because also, can you imagine you bring in cookies? You know your daughter's vegan, and you're just like, "Are you a weirdo vegan too?" Because I got cookies. Like it was just, that is the only false note. I feel like that. Yeah, those that family rank. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. the little brother's annoying, but he's a little boy. Little well, kids are annoying. Interesting point uh, that you brought up the annoying little brother. Yeah. I thought they didn't hammer it home and really like close the door on the yeah. parallel but i saw that scene where this whole thing's going on and mac learns about yeah. her family history and stuff yeah. like that when she yells at the little brother and calls yeah. him a name and slams the door that is a direct parallel of how madison treats her, her non-biological oh. sibling i mean it's so probably- madison and mac are both being shitballs to yeah. their found like, you know, they don't All know right, that now they're... now here's the place where I'll project onto you okay. with my own uh, problem. That is something that both of our mothers would agree <laughs> <laughs> that we have done to our sibling. Sure. Sure, <laughs> it's our, normal our, sibling shit. That, because that feels, I think for both of them, it feels like sibling stuff, not like, I'll never understand you because you're different because you're not biologically related to me. I think <laughs> with Lauren, I think, because Madison would either always show disdain mm-hmm. to her there's no way she would have a sibling she didn't show disdain to okay right unless it was a sycophant sibling like i can't imagine anyone because if they're like her she's gonna feel threatened because mm-hmm. she knows there's nothing inside her. she knows she's nothing she knows she has nothing right. all she has is like whatever power she can feel in the moment of being mean mm-hmm. so like who because she's not nice to her mom who is perfectly nice to her oh yeah yeah. So I, I feel like Madison is going to be mean to any sibling she has. Okay. I buy that. And Mac was not very nice to her brother. You're Mac right. was the having Mac was having a bit of a mom. Yes. I'll say that. You're right. The brother was not an... But then later, isn't he like shooting stuff? 
He's got a fucking Nerf gun. Yeah, he's a little boy. He's got- little boys are a lot. But he's- our mothers would agree. <laughs> I- better. Uh, but yeah, little boys are a lot. But I- yeah, I think I- that's interesting. I had never made that connection, but that's totally true. Yep. And they both show some disdain for their mothers, too. Mm-hmm. Even though their mothers are nothing except for Mac. Yeah, and, and, she's being she's being uh, naive, I think, willfully naive, perhaps about the vegan thing. Yeah, about just like what an oddball! I brought buffalo wings for lunch. Yeah, but if like okay, say your daughter decided to wear only red clothes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's an oddball choice, but it would still be rude to say, "Are you a weirdo like my daughter who only wears red clothes?" You know what I mean, like. The fact that you think it's weird isn't wrong. Uh-huh. The fact that you, in front of your daughter, mock her right. for a thing that she chose for herself with her pe- to her peer, yeah, that's the part where it's like, like if, you want, if you're concerned about it, talk to your child alone. But making fun of your kid in front of their friend, I don't think that for something they chose is like, I don't know it's ever, like, cool. Yeah, it's a hard line to walk, I think, for parents how much to uh, ridicule, ridicule their children. Yeah. Because you got to do it a little bit. In front of their friends, you're saying. Yeah, a little bit. I think you got to fucking, you got to kick them at the knees every once in a while. I think you have to keep them in check, but I think you can do that based on how they act. So, my mom, but when my brother would, like, sass off at her while mm-hmm. he was with his friends, she would wrestle him to the ground. <laughs> and not like he's not, not when he was like 16 or anything, but when he was like little, if he would be like a jerk with it while his friends were over, she would just like, she would just be like, oh, shut down. <laughs> not hit him, but like, just be like, is like destroy. Like you are now pinned, young man. I am the dominant one. Holy shit, like dealing with a disobedient puppy. <laughs> a little bit. And like his friends, like it was oh. a known thing. Like oh, I'm sure they what... <laughs> fucking loved it. <laughs> they, 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 that was their joy. I think it was like, Stevie, you're gonna sass your mom so we can see her destroy. It. Like just shut you down. Oh my god, that's amazing. Which and there is that piece, and that's the other piece is we didn't see how Mac has been before when she has friends over, or even when Veronica first got there, because right. there is a piece of, and I used to do it too. I think all kids slash teens do it where you kind of show off with yeah. your friends like you kids hey, are shitty high hey, school mom, kids are hey, mom give me some give me some vegan cookies hey mom give me some cookies but i want no eggs in them <laughs> <laughs> hey mom turn off your old people music i want to have fun yeah yeah like, whatever okay. i gotcha back to the a plot don't care um <laughs> Great. This is awesome. <laughs> oh, wait. We didn't get to. We Veronica haven't even met the. War- oh, no. Who? Immediately decides after Leo is nice to her and calls her, calls himself a scoundrel. Um, oh, she's going to rip his ass off. She immediately cons him. Yeah. She immediately. She, she spots him as a mark from yeah. the get go. Yes. And then and she's like, should I feel bad? I Fine. guess I should. But when I do feel bad, I just think of Lily. Like, yeah, Lily would do shitty things to this guy, too. Is that what you mean? Oh, my God. Lily. 
would have fucking eaten him alive. It would. I don't think it would. She would. She wouldn't have even. I don't think she would take him back. He he doesn't have enough going on. He's He's tall and has like big shoulders. Lily would. I don't. Maybe not eaten him alive. Lily would have fucked him and then never seen him again. I maybe if she met him at the bar where his band. I don't think if she saw him in that uniform, Mm. she, she might try to give him a boner and make him feel like. And then leave. She would give him a boner and then be like, by the way, this is Veronica, and like leave the room. <laughs> that feels like a Lily move. And lock the door on her way out. Ah! This is Lily. She was messy. Yeah, she... <laughs> um, okay, yeah, but... so Leo's a mark. Veronica is stealing evidence on the Lily Kane file because Keith straight up refused to yeah. at the beginning of the episode. Um, <laughs> she said, hey, since you're in the sheriff's office, you should steal evidence. He's like, no. <laughs> like, that's not a thing I would do. I'm, I like the, I'm lawful good. Yeah. Do you not know this about me? Oh, <laughs> uh, what's Veronica on that scale? Lawful evil? Lawful she's neutral? She's definitely, is she lawful? I think, I think she's so. chaotic good, no? I don't think she's chaotic good. I think she is lawful neutral. And I say that because, like, her her sense of justice, her sense of justice is a moving okay. target. You know yeah. what I mean? But it must always follow whatever she does must follow her code. Yeah, per I guess that that's episode. The, it's, yeah, because it's that's I think the difference between her and Keith, and part of it's Keith grown up. But her code is a hundred percent subjective to her, mm-hmm. and she doesn't have the distance. To realize that that's actually really fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, Keith, he sometimes does things that are according to his own personal code, but even then he recognizes, like, that holding other people to that is not. Yes. Keith, and, like, Keith will absolutely bend and break the rules sure. to get a result he wants, but he always knows exactly where the lines are yeah. when he's stepping over them. Totally. He never fools himself to say, like, oh, like, I'm. It'll just be this one time or whatever. Like when or he... he's also not delusional. And this is not related to these two episodes. Though. No, but, but it's the bigger picture, <laughs> you guys. But he's she gets delusional about how other people will react. She thinks that if she follows her own code of ethics, mm-hmm. other people who may have been hurt in the situation will go, yeah, thanks, Veronica. You did what you thought was right, and that's what matters. Mm-hmm. You got what you wanted, and so it's all worth it. Yeah. And it's like, you can't expect that from other people. Like you get, you can, you have to like take into account other people are gonna be hurt, and then you have to deal with the fact that they're hurt by it. Yeah, you can't. This I'm jumping so far past here we are. Okay, because today, I mean, she's kind of doing it to Leo, but but she she knows she's willing to. She is. She doesn't give a shit at this no. point. She doesn't give a shit. She does feel a twinge, I think, at the very end mm-hmm. when he loses. Well, because he, um, when they're flirt, she brings him a pizza to get access to the evidence, more access yeah. to the evidence room, uh, to find Lily Kane information, and he says some dumb shit that's super cute, and you see like her fake laughter turn to yes, like he's goddamn, charming. like he- bes- despite himself, yeah. he's charming. He stumbles into the charm, yeah, um. But it's not enough. She still breaks the locker. Mm-hmm. Or doesn't have to break the Yeah. Um, 
Hey, guess what? What? Aaron Paul looks like a dirtbag in this episode. It's Jesse Pink. But it's like Jesse Pinkman. I don't think he's on meth. I think he's just really likes porn. It could be Jesse Pinkman either right before Breaking Bad or right after. It doesn't matter. That could right be. After. That's what El Camino is about. That's where he he goes to that hotel. Oh. He's like, I need some fucking porn. I don't think I could watch a TV show about a guy who shoots Girls Gone Wild videos. Like indie Girls Gone Wild videos. Not even yeah, endorsed like, by. I think, I think it would be so soul crushing and, and upset. Like, I don't. I don't know what the story is right. that would make me, and I guess El Camino is a movie, so yeah. I'll probably I'll watch it no matter what it is about. But if it were about that, like if it was girls... like the Nightcrawler of Girls Gone Wild, mm-hmm. oh, it would be. It honestly, I feel like it would have been a great like early '80s Scorsese movie. Well, but Girls Gone Wild didn't exist. Exactly, it would have been. <laughs> the, if only. If only. What's yeah. that? What's that I mean, fuck's name? Um, whatever. Girls Gone Wild guy. Uh, Joe Francis. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I went to his house. <laughs> Did he make you take her off your shirt? No. Good. I'd be sad if you were taking advantage just, of. Yeah, yeah. Just want to <laughs> just throw that out there. I mean, do you want to tell the story? Or Mario Lopez got married there. I wait. Hold on. Yeah, Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez. No, I was on the TV crew that filmed Uh, Mario Lopez's wedding or uh, whatever network it was on. Kind of. I mean, it's not enough for me to stop being your friend, Mm -hmm. but you know that I was like obsessed for many years of my life. Yeah, this was like a week of work. Five years before we met. Right, but don't you think I would have mentioned to you if someone that you were obsessed with that I had filmed their wedding? Especially in all the times that I bring up Slater. You never said, oh yeah, I shot his wedding. I was saving it. I was saving it for right now. Um, such a lie. That yeah. Such an utter it lie. Just... I, don't, I don't know anymore. Oh, come on. Guess what um, Aaron Paul does when they get him in the box? Tell me. He asks for a fucking lawyer. He's smart. Yeah. I like that he writes it down. He writes, scribbles so much to write it. Yeah. <laughs> they think he's writing a full confession. Yeah. Um, um, but he's smart. Yeah, well, they, they sweat him. They do the good cop, bad cop thing. Um, they first go to his hotel, the one that we're glad yeah. we didn't go into. See a guitar. See boxes of homemade porno. Yeah. They get a warrant for the tapes, finally find the victims on yeah. his tape. So they bring him in, doing the whole box scene. And then Lamb gives him a notepad to write his confession. Yep. And, uh, of course, Keith is like, now, Lamb, we don't know that this is the guy. And Lamb's like, fuck that. It is. Ha ha. I've got him. Yeah. Go home, Keith. I'll talk to the mayor for you. Yeah. And he shows him the notepad and just says, I want a lawyer. And Lamb knows he's fucked because he's got nothing. He's and he can't do shit with a lawyer in the room. He's not a well, great cop. He has cop. no evidence. He has zero evidence. Because <laughs> his fucking smoking gun was the fact that he owned a guitar. <laughs> he owns a guitar, and he once was in the same room as the victim. Right. And the, the shithead bouncer who has no interest in protecting the patrons of the bar yeah. he works at uh, fingered him as like a potential person of interest. Well, he's a creep. He's a local creep. He's definitely a local creep. But what else? Mm-hmm. I mean, 
Yeah. That's that's his crime that's so his far. Whole crime. That's his whole crime. Um, we skipped over this, and I know that we are going on an hour twenty, and we've got a lot to talk about tonight. But yeah. Weevil's performance, oh, as yes. angry constituent, yes, highlight of of the episode. Oh like, my I, god, I love it's because you never you don't get to see Weevil have fun, yeah, in this way very often. No, not at all. Like, and I love delight. the way they do it where they don't have the I need a favor scene, which is a staple of Veronica Mars. Right. And it's great. And you, uh, no one does it like um, Logan and V. The I need a favor scene is yeah. always the best between the two of them. Yes. Um, you know, it's either Veronica asking someone for a favor or someone asking her for one. Yeah. But... W- even early in episode 12 or episode 11, they're like, just cut to the chase. Yeah. So good. It's great. Um, and he's so funny and essentially mm. is complaining about himself and his friends. Yes. <laughs> Motorcycles, great. gun violence. All hours of the night. I got to sleep. I love how the third complaint in that list was heavy metal music. Oh, God. I, I love him so much. I hope that he, I want him to be on another show. Yeah. I mean, like, I Come feel on, that way Frank. about all these guys, but like this guy, I just love him. He's so funny. He is very and funny. And then we get to see him be a little dramatic in the next episode. Mm-hmm. And ah, I just love him. Okay, so I did want to skip that. Um, B goes to a music show, a music practice, a rehearsal, I guess yeah. they call that. Yep. In a storage container? Where are, is it a garage? It's, is, there, is there a house? It's a space. It's just a space. They found, they found you four walls. You to be very defensively. <laughs> they found four walls and a roof, and they soundproofed it. That's all. All right. That's all, that's you, all need. you need to know, copper. Wow. <laughs> um, and Veronica decides to be like a rocker chick. It's like, I'm going to wear like a tank top and go watch people rehearse uh-huh. the show that I'm not going to go to. A choker? Yeah, after I've you, already scammed this guy. Have you ever invited? I think this is when she likes him. She does like him, but she's too young and she yeah. scammed him. Yeah, and he, she's root- going into a closed room with no windows. Yeah, I can't root on either side. Oh, and I forgot this until this moment because it's mm. so far in the rear view of how I watch this episode now. Mm-hmm. But they really wanted us to think Leo might be the killer, huh? Um. Well, they were suggesting that he was they did like the silence of the yeah. lambs thing where Clarice is, or where the FBI agents are headed to the wrong house yes. essentially they did that where Keith has the breakthrough and he's rushing to the scene and he's got his gun drawn and he kicks out the door and yeah. then it's like looks around this is the wrong place <laughs> Veronica <laughs> I don't think he knew Leo was going to be there okay he just was going to that spot because he found a um, warehouse under somebody's name or something. That's, shit. but I feel like the sh- I'm talking about earlier in the show. I think that if because we didn't meet a lot of suspects okay. to be the serial killer, the only other new character in the episode is Leo. No, 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 no. He was he was looking for the bouncer when he busted in. Oh, okay. I so maybe the show was uh, telescoping that, and I missed it. I mean, it's been I don't see it anymore i guess i'd have to ask a fresh eyes person uh-huh. but i feel like at one point and certainly after this and once you see leo again yada 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 but 
I think I was fucking blinded by my heart bubbles, to be honest. He is just so dumb and fun. He is dumb and fun and sweet. I just didn't see it. I did, yeah. All right, good. I'm glad you were able to enjoy the show. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, but so she's. I want to get back to Max, so I feel like we have to wrap up this serial killer. Okay. Do uh, you want me to just take it? Do, like, it? do the fucking four minute version? Okay. Four minutes? Three minutes. So, Three minutes. Leo Spand <laughs> is rehearsing. Veronica's looking too cool for school in her choker and her tank top. Yes. Keith busts in, gun drawn. He's like, what the hell? Veronica's here. Why are you with these old men? And then says, I have the epiphany. It's at the guitar shop. We have to go right now. You, guitarist, follow my daughter home, back to the sheriff's department and drop her off. And he's like, yeah, okay, guy with a gun. <laughs> he was, I love that there are no small roles. He was no. so pissed. But also that guy had a gun, so yeah, he was exactly. just doing it. Um, uh, then Leo and Keith go to the guitar shop, break into said soundproof room, open up the kegerator. There's the missing girl in there. Oh, because a woman yeah, shows up to the sheriff's mom. department. I hold you accountable. Which, valid. Sure. I mean, got results. They all three left to go investigate. <laughs> um creepy Gabe, the guitar shop guy, yep. comes sneaking up behind Keith as he's unbinding the victim and is about to hit him with what I never noticed until now was just the neck of a partially built guitar. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, like they were repairing or building a custom yeah, guitar, yeah. and it was just a guitar neck. Um, I like that prop choice a lot. Leo saves him by jumping on the guy right before he strikes, but Gabe gets the upper hand and is about to uh, strangle Leo when Keith shows up with his gun. Boom, boom. But doesn't shoot him this time. <laughs> well, I meant like boom, boom, like emotionally. <laughs> emotionally boom, booms him. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, I've been shot emotionally. <laughs> uh, and saves the day. And then later in the episode, um, I'll just do all the Leo stuff. Leo gets suspended because one night when Veronica was over, the evidence locker was left unlocked. And that's a big no-no. And so he knows it was Veronica. He knows that she punked him. Yep. Uh, he's very sad. She tries to apologize, but he's like, eh, I don't care. And then she makes a comment about how sexy it is to save a girl's dad from being murdered. Wait, she said that after that? I think she said she that said before. Because yeah. she thought they could still flirt. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, by the way, you got me fired. Suspend yourself at this point. Well, he's being hyperbolic. Right. Okay. <laughs> I don't think he says that. But that's the no, that's it's the Leo a subtag. And... Yeah, yeah, okay. That's the Leo and the E string strangler case. Keith gets his man. Mayor is happy. Don, you know I think Don still somehow tries to take credit, right? Of course. He probably got credit. Yeah. To be honest. Because the mayor doesn't want to admit that the sheriff he helped oust yeah. solved the case. True. All right, B story. Wrap it up for us. Uh, we got Mac. She is having to go on a camping trip in January in California. I don't know where the fuck they're what they're talking about. Big Sur. It, it, it's still very cold. Yeah, but you light a fire. It's nice. Anyway, go on. No, you go to a cabin. No, 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 no. It's too cold to camp. I've camped I, in Big Sur tent camping in February. You're a silly, silly man. Keep, keep rolling. <laughs> so, but they have an RV, so I guess it's probably fine, but it's still, what do you? It's January. Um, 
so then uh, Mac looks across the street. She sees a rich person's minivan. It's her mom, her biological mom. She walks over. They they put their hands on the other side of the glass. It's mm-hmm. very touching and sad and sweet. And Mac like looks over her shoulder for a second, and her mom just drives, drives away. away. <laughs> like, All right, well, I guess uh, we're not gonna fix this right now. She did not want to get busted by the legal. Well, and parents. I'm sure Who's... there's rules. Exactly, yeah, I'm there's, sure there's gotta rules. be rules. Um, this is something we didn't really get into, but it's never really explored. And I guess because Mac does not confront her parents, mm-hmm. like, what are the rules? Were you ever gonna tell her, like? Because, like, adopted people know they're adopted. Were they ever going to ca- contact each other? Who made this rule? If the settlement's with the, like. it could Yeah, it could be a very. It feels like a handshake rule. Because. It could have come up in arbitration. You never know, like, that sort of then thing. Then get better money. You should, they should have gotten money from the Sinclairs then. I mean, it might have been, like, a condition that one of the families came up with. Who knows? But you're right. They don't, they don't address it's that at all. It's a weird thing. And four years is a long time for a switchback. Yeah. Four years. I don't think you can switch back after four years. I think I the Sinclairs wish they did. No, they don't. They love Madison. Uh, I, they're honestly, like, all teenage I think, girls are tough. I think, yeah, they exactly. They say shit like that, and they give her anything she wants yeah. to make up for the fact that they don't really love her. Possibly. I think, and if I ever have a switch to birth, and if I end up four years. Mm-hmm. I think you have to just be open. The secret like, part in the a, same town, they go to the same school. Like, you're you're making a mess. Yeah. Like. Do like a commun. I mean, and nowadays I, I feel like it's easier. You could do like a communal family situation. Well, yeah, I don't think you should necessarily all have to live together, but it would no. be like having, it would be like knowing your biological parents when you're adopted. Yeah. I mean, you. it was a accidental adoption. Like, it wasn't. Yeah on purpose but i feel like you should you should know that stuff it's so much more traumatic for someone to find out they're adopted than for someone to always know they're adopted yeah um okay but that's the end of that story uh and then the through line yeah uh through line the evidence that we kept talking about her stealing she gets an audio recording of the abel Kuntz tip yeah. So someone left an anonymous tip on the sheriff's like helpline to that fingered Abel Koontz as the murderer mm-hmm. of Lily Kane. She finds that uh, audio clip, yep. and it's like a voice modulated sort yeah. of thing. Goes to Mac right before she leaves and for vacation and has her moment with her mom through the glass. Deconstructs the audio a few times, gives a listen. Veronica hears what sounds like Clarence Wheatman. Yes, and she's talked to Clarence Wheatman. She called him on the phone that one time? Yes, she okay. heard his, his outgoing voicemail. That's the identifier. Oh, I thought it was him saying, this is Clarence he hung up. Oh, it might have been. But yeah, maybe it was. Anyway, whatever. She talked to him. Mm-hmm. Or she heard his voice. So she decides, hey, I'm going to take some pictures of you. Your family. Oh, good for the goose, baby. There's one picture, and I think it's photoshopped, partly why it's so bad, of him <laughs> and Jake Kane. <laughs> and the way they're both, because they're not facing each other. He's like, he's whispering in Jake's ear, like giving him. I think him... that's what they're trying to photoshop into reality. Yeah. But what's happening is sort of like maybe they're about to do like cheek presses, <laughs> like like little like cute picture. Yeah. Um, That's one of the pictures she's done. 
Um, yes. I, to show like how close I can get. Also a picture of his kid and him, which is very creepy. All very effective stuff. No targets printed on them. Of course not, because that's fucked up. And Clarence gets the message anyway. Oh, and he's, he's like, great. where did this come from? Super pissed. So she, yeah, she shot one across the bow to use that phrase twice in one podcast. Um, and he's, he knows he's going to battle now. And I love it. Pissed off Clarence. Yeah. We've been pissed off Veronica Mars. What's weird, and not weird, but yes, I like Clarence. And I'm glad he's got something to do. Mm-hmm. But also, Jake found out about this last week. I mean, or like Christmas. <laughs> so did Jake never talk to Clarence about it? No. Absolutely not. Why not? Clarence is his employee. His employee S- took spy pictures with a target on the face Celeste- of a... Of a- Little of a young girl. If Celeste never confesses, he doesn't have to approach his employee about something that is clearly an illegal, fireable act. If Jake brings it up to Clarence, he has to fire him, or he is now legally I mean, responsible I feel like for he could have said, I think you need to finish what you started. Jake doesn't want that. Jake understands that teenage girls just have to live their lives. He misses his teenage girl. Oh, he does. Okay, let's talk about Clash of the Triton. Wow, episode 11, pretty good. Honestly, I like that one. I like them all, but. Um, yeah. I mean, it comes after one of my favorite episodes of all time, and then Mm -hmm. I think Clash of the Triton has a more compelling A-plot. Okay. But personally, I think, I don't think, for me, the mystery of Silence doesn't live up to my hope for it. Yeah. Because there's kind of just like two suspects, and then the first one we go for isn't it, and then the second one. There's three, the bouncer, because he's yeah, barely a suspect at all. Yeah. Um, or Leo, if you get weird. Um, I didn't see it. Okay, but now... We are we starting off in Rebecca James's office? We're back to her. Yeah, it's Veronica and Rebecca, oh, and Veronica's like, Mr. I don't want to talk. I want to get even. Mm-hmm. Veronica's and Miss James is like, I don't know if that's the best plan. She's pretty like fucking snippy about it. Well, too. Veronica destroyed her love life. I mean, if you were dating Keith, and then all of a sudden Veronica comes and gets between you, mm-hmm. you're like, bitch, you got to go. Um, Keith is a catch. Miss James, uh, given time, I think could have proven herself to be one. They didn't. They don't write her very much. I think she's a rare, underwritten character on this show. I and I don't remember if we if this is confirmed. So I'm sorry, as a bad Veronica Mars watches, I don't remember. Oh, what's up? I feel like her conversation she's having with people around the game mm-hmm. don't feel kosher. It, it feels like, is she trying to write a book? Like, it's mm. very prying and doesn't really seem to be addressing issues. Like, Logan, don't bring him in there to talk about Lily. Bring him in there to talk about how he's a sociopath. He has done things that you see that you could talk about or you deal with. And she's not, and that's the other part, she is not a therapist. And if she was, she, yeah. she shouldn't be treating all of these people. There's too many conf- conflicting things. Mm-hmm. Is she investigating the murder? What are you doing? I think she's crossed the line. I I agree, but I think 
because I always seen her as like underwritten and not a real like character. Yeah. I, I'm just like, oh, here's like a sounding board for exposition. That's all I ever saw Miss James as at, after the brief like stint as well, a Well, and interest. I don't blame writing as much as I feel like she's, she's, she's just as, she's not a catch. I guess that's what I'm saying. I don't know that I think she's underwritten so much as I think she's not she's good a enough dud. for, well, just not good enough for Keith. She's a bad sure. person. Okay. She's an unethical. One, are guidance counselors supposed to give therapy? No, not at all. Yeah. They're so, supposed to tell you like where to find the forms to apply to a college. Yeah, or they can tell you, they could help you like say, hey, you need therapy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or to honestly call your parents and be like, hey, maybe this person needs therapy. Right. But like, she feels like she's crawling to the line. If we had found out that next year she wrote a book about everyone's business yeah it wouldn't shock me like that so i don't for me it's less underwritten and more underhanded okay i mean that's an interesting theory i would hope that if she is doing that like someone beats her um to the publisher and she doesn't make a dime off you're gonna say beats her to a bolt like whoa (laughs) okay i mean i guess yeah you know beats her with a different life Jesus Seats Christ! Down, um, no, yeah, no, no, no. no. Uh, but hey, guess what? Veronica is oh. usually two steps ahead of everyone. Everyone always, except when she has her one of those random. Well, I guess maybe this one isn't random. They might tell her, uh, "We have a tip. We have a tip. There are IDs in the locker." She's mm-hmm. like, "Okay, cool. Let's look." She plants the microphones in Miss James' office. By the way, just oh yeah. Before. By the way, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's a random locker search. But I, or do they tell her they had a tip? I think they tell her there's a tip about fake IDs. Because she opens it being like, yeah, okay, let's the fake IDs that are yeah. in here. Well, she gets snitched on. No, she... Yes, she does. Rick snitches on her. That's not snitching. Yes, it is. Snitching say, is when you are part of a crimi- criminal conspiracy or you witness a piece of a criminal conspiracy and then... You tell the authority. Rick it is and not his buddy Tim to make stuff up about Rick someone. Rick and his buddy Tim are. Yeah, you know, it's still he's, snitching. It's still no. snitching. You can fall snitch. No, you, can you fake cannot snitch. Fall. No, no, you absolutely fall. can fall snitch. You're she so can fall. still go to. She can still go to jail for it. It's, How is that not snitching? Snitching is revealing true things. That's no. Yes, I don't think yes, that caveat. That's the basis of snitching. I d- I snitching disagree is. with that caveat. It's telling the cops some shit about someone else. So just making stuff up is snitching. Yeah. Okay. I didn't do that shit. She did it. That's snitching. That's accusing. Mm. All right. I I don't know what to do with you because I feel like we're just not using the same definition of the word, and I feel like mine is like the one that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm def- sure you feel like that. I'm sure you feel like, like you're right about this, Mogi. Of like anything, I just don't know what to do. <laughs> I with. can imagine that Ryan Mogi would think that she has the correct definition of some I, shit. I don't know what to. I just don't know what to do. I don't know how to move forward through this. So I feel. Like Why don't we just, just talk about Veronica Mars? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's what I would prefer to do. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Okay, so Rick and Tim are out on the town. Okay. With some fake IDs. Uh-huh. Drinking, boozing yeah. it up. Tim gets alcohol poisoning and gets dumped at the emergency room by uh-huh. his buddy Rick. 
Right. So Sheriff Lamb and Principal um, Clemens, Vice Principal Clemens, pull him in, put the screws to him. He sings like a canary, says, Veronica Mars gave me the fake ID. Yes. Snitching. <laughs> I, okay. He snitches. Um. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. Um, and turns out someone planted fake ideas in front of fucker. Yep. She's, she's suspended. Oh, and also then they're like, oh, we should also check your backpack. That's where she keeps her real fake ideas. This is my, yes. <laughs> and this part of the episode makes it so great because Veronica is so indignant yes. about being framed for a crime that she commits constantly. It's like if a fucking um, yeah, like if a someone at Goldman Sachs was accused yeah. of insider trading in a case that they happened to not insider trade, or you know right. what I or mean? Or if like it's, someone was tr- accused of embezzlement, but it turns out that they didn't get the bonus they expected. All right, we'll get to it. Um. The we other, will get yeah, to that. And she, you're right. She's super indignant. And then later she's indignant because the fake IDs aren't that good. They're not as good as what she Just, would do. I I <laughs> can relate to that. I love that. Because um, she has her she has her buddy Wallace go in yeah. and get one of these fake IDs that apparently is being sold by Veronica Mars for two hundred and fifty. Right. She wishes she them. Except for maybe not. I wonder she doesn't really care about money that much. For I mean, a poor person. She really is not that invested in money. I mean, if you listen to past episodes or just are familiar with the series, Veronica is still taking cold showers, you guys. <laughs> Maybe she's starting to feel like they're invigorating. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what? She doesn't call her dad when she's in prison or in jail. Nope. She calls Big Cliff, and he helps her. Yeah, post bail. Probably, I don't think you can do that. A lawyer can post your bail. Why not? For a minor? Without alerting the parents? I don't know that that's true. Oh, interesting. I, but, I mean, it's true in Neptune, so that's fine. Sure. But I... I, I, I don't I know think, the, what the rules on that like, is either. I don't... And maybe it's because he's a lawyer. It's okay. I, I don't know. But, like, I don't think, like, a... Like, a 14-year-old couldn't call me from jail and me go pick him up. <laughs> right? Like, I, randoms can't... Right? <laughs> Random. <laughs> no, I have no idea. I mean, I've never. That's, I didn't even think about that. I've never but... been held in jail, but I've watched a lot of television. Sure. On TV, it seems like individual people's parents have to come up. It's never oh. like like okay, if it was Riverdale, Archie's yeah. dad cannot pick up Jughead and Betty. Yes. When I was um, when I was seventeen, it was a very good year. Yeah. Exactly. Um. I was released from uh, jail on an I-bond and picked up by my brother's girlfriend. Okay, what is so, an I-bond? It basically means they um, released me without putting me before a judge on the assumption that I would get a bond. Okay. All right, so anyone can pick up anyone. Yeah. Good to know. If you're an underage listener, yeah. hey, you Cut. can call me, I guess. Cut loose. Ryan Mogi will come bail you out. Um, yeah. Unless you did it. <laughs> <laughs> did it? Don't tell me. Yep. Um, I'll call you a lawyer. Um, so, yeah, Cliff comes, bails her out, and 
Veronica makes him promise not to tell uh, Big Papa Keith. Yeah. And he agrees because he has very few morals. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty fly by night, dude. And that's why I love Cliff so much. I do too. He's he's enjoyable. chaotic neutral. Yeah, that I, I believe it. Um, okay. So, what I guess Veronica's just going to be done with uh, the case, right? Because she's yeah, she can't I go mean, to school. So yeah, too bad she was going to record the things in in uh, Ms. James' room, but mm-hmm. she can't now. She can't go to school, so. Oh, but you know what you're forgetting about? What's that? The existence of tarps. <laughs> you're right. I forgot that tarps exist. Exactly, but you know who didn't? Veronica. I love, I love her little tarp. Car. She's it's a little so tarp car. It's like, I mean, I get why no one at Neptune High figured out because Neptune High. They're dumb as they're shit. Dumb as hell. But like, how much does a fucking shitty old LeBaron stand out in that fucking parking lot how of like? Is- yeah, or just a car with a tarp on it in exactly. a high school parking Exactly, that's lot. so much more suspicious. Like, what? Uh, but it's great. Uh, Parks a car at the parking lot within range of her listening device. Yeah. And is just snip-snooping on everyone who's going into Miss James' office to get yeah. a little unlicensed therapy. Yes, including, I think first up is Weave. Yeah, poor Weave. He's... I don't know if there are many things as as someone who is not was not the recipient of honestly anyone mm-hmm. reading your love letter to you that's rough yeah um yeah it, it's humiliating and you know because he goes in and he's towing his sort of like storyline that he's always had of like who the fuck is lily kane yeah lily kane is nothing to me i'm certainly not desperately in love with her you know and he tries to like even make it a racial thing and it's uh-huh. like Someone in my neighborhood mm-hmm. went missing the same night, and nobody even found her for three months. And Ms. James is like, yeah, no, that is sad, but that's not what we're talking about here. <laughs> You're right. That sucks. Yeah. But that's not this. Mm-hmm. This is, you were in love with Lily. Yeah. And he was. He, like, he wrote her, like, a really sweet, he was in lo- he loved her. Yeah. And there was something you were saying off mic uh, earlier about how, we see characters learn information over and over yeah. and over again. So, like, to us as viewers, it seems like, wow, they're really hitting this home. But that moment when she's in the LeBaron yeah. listening to Weevil make the sort of, like, you know, emotional confession. Yes. I felt like even though we have seen evidence and even proof of Weevil's, like, relationship yes. with Lily, it was important to see Veronica learn it. You know what yes. I mean? Well, and I feel like we got our first look at what the nature of that relationship was sure. from both sides because we knew there were rumors about it. Yep. We knew he cried at the memorial and we knew that he had a tattoo. Yeah. So, I mean, all that does add up to something, but mm-hmm. it's like now we have from his perspective and then we have Miss James saying, well, Lily used these letters to get out of gym. Right. Because a boy in her gym class was bothering. Ooh, we've yeah. all, I mean, it's really hard to, because we'd never, ever get to see that relationship. Right. So when, and I'm sure for a teenage girl and a teenage boy, Lily could be cruel. Ultimately, yeah. uh, 
once consent is rescinded, the relationship is over and you have to accept that weevil. So yeah. we don't know how weird and creepy he got. He's a temperamental guy. Lily could have every justification for saying, I don't yes. want to be in class with this well, guy. Well, and it did feel, I mean, his letter said, I will love you for the rest of our lives. That's some high school shit. I'm sure I sent someone a letter that said that. Yes. But when someone is capricious with you mm-hmm. and you're thinking, I love you for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like probably any honest conversation you have with them is going to be inherently creepy. Like, because right. you're just on a, di- a completely different level. Right, so right, like, right. You're, you're at cross purposes. Like, and so even if he's not trying to be creepy or mm-hmm. he should, honestly, he should have given her all the space in the world. But he's a teenage boy. He's a teenage boy. Yeah. So, or and maybe Lily's he murdered a, her. We Lily's don't know. fun as fuck. And maybe what? And maybe he murdered her. We don't <laughs> That's know. That's true. He's... Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, so it's. It is good to see Veronica. And honestly, because Veronica, the last time someone flat out told her this was true, mm-hmm. she dismissed it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wanda oh, said. Cool Wanda. Wanda said it was true, and she's like, no. And Wanda's like, okay. I mean, I've it's heard like, from you sources. know, because I used to date Felix, yeah, you know, like, like I know he's this. like Weevil's best friend. And <laughs> like, I went to the movies with Lily, and yeah. she was on a date with Weevil. Like, no, it's like a real thing. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. All right, Wanda. But then Wanda, at the end of that episode, Wanda's discredited, so yeah. Veronica can compartmentalize as she does. Right, but I think that's what kind of, not. I don't want to say this episode is fun, or at least these therapy scenes are not really fun because they're mm-hmm. all pretty emotional, but yeah. in some ways it's like Veronica is, for all three of these guys, um, she's listening to them mm-hmm. or hearing them yeah. in a way she never hears them Oh, absolutely. in normal time. And with some of them, it's like, because they keep secrets. Like, people's got secrets. Mm-hmm. Or with um, with Duncan, it's like, they have so much baggage between them. They can't, even when they try to communicate, mm-hmm. and at the end of this episode, they kind of have, have cute moments. Yeah. They can't really connect. There's some stuff. Yeah. Some big stuff between them. Um, and so, she gets to really, like, see him. And then for Logan... She gets to see how, like, desperately sad he is. Yeah. Like, almost suicidal. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it's funny. I don't know if it's a performance thing or a character thing or what. When, so Logan basically gives the same, like, fucked up heartfelt confession as Weevil does in Miss James' office about his relationship with Lily. And Logan gets into this whole thing about how, they were broken up, and it's Veronica's fault. And maybe if they were together at the time of her murder, he would have been there yeah. when she was killed, and he could have like done something. Yeah. So you know, and of course, and he even says he's just as mad at himself, and he's yeah. just as mad at Lily. He's fucked up. Um, I found that so much more like profound and heartbreaking yeah. than Weevil's thing. Okay. Not that I don't love Weevil and I don't love uh, Francis Capra third, second, third, um, as an actor, mm-hmm. but like, it's another like, fuck, man, Jason Doring like doing yeah, it. No, he nails it. But also, I feel like with Weevil, it's in some ways like less complex. What we're 
being presented. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, yeah, for Logan, it's like, I, I, I. I mean, it also ends with him being like, "What's so great about being alive?" Yeah, he's suicidal. He's suicidal. So <laughs> it's heavy. Yeah. Um, and he's oh, man. Logan, baby, I, I. And it's also <laughs> interesting. And I had forgotten. I mean, I knew, like, if you told me to tell you the story of how Logan and uh, Lily broke up, mm-hmm. I could have told you. But I had forgotten that he flat out is saying to Miss James and is like flat out like, yeah, I blame Veronica for Lily's death. I guess I had forgotten that that was like an explicit thing. That- yeah. And do you know what the cause of it? His whole justification? Fucking snitching, dude. That is snitching. That is snitching. We are aligned. Yes. For she this, saw, uh, this but instance, also it's it's hoes before bros, so I'm all torn up. I don't know what to wait, do. Wait, who's the hoe? Uh, Veronica and Lily are the hoes before Logan, the bro. She saw okay, him hold on, hold kissing, on. and I know we you yelled at me the last time we talked about snitching, so yeah. I don't know that I want to get there again. <laughs> I, um, don't, I don't think I yelled, did I? Maybe well, I did. We can I go back in the tape. Yeah, should we rewind it? Um, no, I think you said very loudly. You made fun of me. I guess more accurate um i don't think there's anger in it no i hope we're uh, having fun your hope you you said i hope you're having fun i hope we're having oh, fun yeah, together good time. Uh, okay but i would like to hear mm-hmm. in a hierarchy of ethics yeah. or morals or whatever you know ways of life mm-hmm. in general would you rank no snitching above Pose before bros, bros before, you know, that yeah. dynamic. Ooh, that's tough. I, I, I don't like bros before hoes and hoes before bros just in that. As it's terms? Like, yeah, and just like, oh, well, it's like, I, I guess I would say um, hoes before anyone or bros before anyone. Yes, I'm with that. I think it's, it's not like. It's like loyal to your crew. It's almost like. There's no fun way to say ride or die in that yeah. way, but it's like that to me. Yeah. And to me, I, for me, obviously, you know, I'm, there are times I think snitching's okay, mm-hmm. but I definitely like loyalty oh, is more important, is, uh, would trump, like to me, I think loyal, some loyalty mm-hmm. can trump law. Yeah. I, which I, you laws are way down your list. I, and I know we joke about it so much. About um, if you murder someone, what I would do. Exactly. <laughs> I honestly believe, and, and you don't have to say I'm wrong okay. or, or say I'm right or say I'm wrong. Right. Or even do this if it really happens. Crime. Yeah, exactly. But I, I could see you, because I know you to be like a loyal friend I'm and loyal stuff friend. like that. Um, I could see you just like, Finding a way to not have the information. And then it's like. Sort of like Veronica. Yeah. I was like, I don't have any information. That's uh, crazy. You've confessed three times in front of me, but I just didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can see. I think that could happen. I do think the hardest. And with my rider dice, which you are in a small club Aww. of rider dice. Cheers. Okay. We really cheers. Yeah. Um, I. Think it, now I'm gonna say something harsh. Within our rider dies, you are bottom of the no, no, first no, cut. No, no. I was, it was that if if I had to cover up a murder for you, mm-hmm. 
I think I would do it. Yeah. I think I then may not stay friends. Sure. That might be the die. Sure. Like, I'm going to ride up into that point, and I'm with you, but I don't know that I think it would be too hard for me. So it would be selfish, but it would be hard for me to stay friends once I compromise. I think I would compromise my morals for you. Yes, But afterwards, I think I would it would be very hard for me to stay friends. Um, it would so be... So just think about that before you murder someone. <laughs> no, totally. I'll it would you, be but... exactly like when Weevil saves, um, who was it, Hector? Yes. From Dick and the other O-Niners yep. and... and takes him to the beach and he's like, yo, dude, awkward, like, hand slaps and stuff. Yeah. I'd be, like, giving you awkward hand slaps oh. and then you'd be like, Sorry, dude, you're fucking out. Yeah, they're gonna. I'd be like Kelly and Patrick are gonna jump you out of the gang. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't watch. I'm. I'm too. I have a soft stomach. Um, yeah, but I mean, but that's fair. You I, yeah. and I accept that, and yeah, I would so be heartbroken. Yeah, exactly. I would, but no, I would be heartbroken to lose you as a friend. Yes. But I would understand that, like the, I know what your limits are. Yeah, and I would accept and be grateful for you like bending your moral code for the sake of loyalty. And I would know how much that means. And the cost of that being our friendship would be devastating. Yeah, it would be sad, but. But I know that that's the cost. If I murder someone, that is a cost I could pay. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a lot. There's a life. (laughs) There's my (laughs) friendship. I mean, you got to weigh a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. I'm not making any plans anyway, (laughs) just so we're clear. Okay, wait. Because I know plan- this too. Okay, hold on. If I find out that you planned a murder, because mm. that's the other piece, and not you, because yeah. I really don't think you're capable um, of being a person who plans them and executes them. Sure. So, I, I, not about you or any of my close friends. Sure. But I think this is a case where the community safety, mm-hmm. community safety, go- Trump, obviously. I don't I don't have that many problems snitching, but community safety from snitching. Like that's a reason to snitch. Yeah. If people are going to die. Yeah. Even if they're not my friends, I uh, think that's a reason to take get someone off the street. Yeah. And honestly, I'm more I'm more allied with preemptive snitching than oh, reactive snitching. Because if you go to someone who you think can help and intervene and yep. say, Mogi's talking a lot of shit about Patrick. I've never <laughs> seen her this wound up. Yeah. And I, you know, obviously I can't predict the future, but I don't know what she's going to do. Someone You're telling should, Kelly this? I'm telling Kelly this. <laughs> and Kelly's like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> we ride tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right. It's the it's the post snitching, and there's also I think because post snitching, I'm like, what what the fuck were you doing earlier? Why didn't you stop them? Also, I did just watch uh, Lords of Chaos last night. I don't know that. Oh, it's the uh, um, it's the movie about the like real story of Norwegian uh, black metal. Oh, okay. It's pretty fucking brutal. All right. Um, like I should watch it. Yeah. Or it's like pain. Like it's like. The effects, I'll just say the effects team had a lot of work. Okay. If that lets you know. No, that's helpful. Yeah. Um, okay, but in general. Yes. This gets us back to Rose before Rose or 
whatever, ride or die versus snitching. Mm-hmm. If you see, and don't, we have to take the, I'm going to, let's lay out the Logan, Lily, Veronica dynamic. Okay. And you are Veronica. Okay. Your best friend, boyfriend, ex, no, your best friend's boyfriend. On again, off again, whatever. Yeah, They're always we get, we'll together. We'll get more details of that exact night yeah. later. But right now, he's saying it's like like his boyfriend. Yeah. Your best friend's boyfriend, you see at a party, kissing another girl. Mm-hmm. You're friends with the boyfriend. But I'm friends with Lily. But yeah, she's your best friend. Oh, fuck yeah. You I'm tell snitching. your best friend. Absolutely. Okay. I think that basic best friend to get. Like, yes. That's. And that is, that's one of the things I think why, and I've had situations where the person in the relationship that I'm closer to changes, Mm -hmm. but that's part of the, if you're, if you have a pre-existing close friendship with someone Mm -hmm. and they start dating someone else, yeah, there's always going to be the distance of, if you fuck up too much, I'm going to tell. We are not, (laughs) like, we are not independent. If we were independent friends. You could expect a certain amount of loyalty. From right. Me. But, like, from jump, I got loyal. My loyalties are set. Now, I, I would perfect- say in the case of those three, yeah. he's, on a, he's on a one-strike policy because Lily and Veronica, true BFF. True BFF. And true BFF doesn't, like, there's no Trump. There's no, yeah. There's no way to get in. Yeah. But I don't know that they ever, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. But it's it's just an interesting I get why he's mad. Mm-hmm. And also it's tied up in the fact that she got killed. Mm-hmm. And it's tied up in that he feels guilty and all those things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's just the reality of your best friend's boyfriend. If your yeah. best friend's boyfriend's kissing somebody, that's just what it That's what it is. If he's kissing you, then it's more complicated, but that's a whole <laughs> but that's a different catalog. Well, then you definitely have uh let's say a motive to not not tell. Yeah. yeah. Self-interest. Uh, is yeah, in exactly. Mix. So can I can I flip and twist it? Sure, I love it when we flip it and twist. It. <laughs> so let's see. Two two friends, right? Two friends, like both independently friends. Okay, you can say you're closer to Lily than you are Logan yeah. before they start dating. Maybe. Um, they're dating, still friends with both of them. You're sure. like, oh my god, two of my friends are dating. That's this is best. so nice. That's like a dream when two people that you already like independently like each other. Mm-hmm. That way, it's like mixing beer. You catch Lily, uh-huh. kissing someone else at a party. That's where, for me, mm-hmm. different than for me, my desire to snitch, I think it's trumped by loyalty. Now. That's not to say I'm not going to have a conversation with Lily. Mm-hmm. And if I'm Veronica, if I was Veronica, it would be a very, their dynamic is definitely Lily's the alpha. Yes. Yeah. So it would probably She'd be, be like, like well, it's just boy. And then Veronica would be like, okay. <laughs> um, but I, I would, I would, here's, cause here's the other, and we're grown up. Yeah. We just talk about relationships all the time. So I feel like I have like ideas about things. But like, do we have a whole nother show where we, a whole we show just talk about, about fictional like, relationships? I think that with adults, this yeah. isn't teenagers. Okay. But with adults, I don't know the business of your relationship. So, like, if I, okay, and if I saw Kelly kissing someone, mm-hmm. I would have a conversation with her. Right. But I don't know. I don't, 
know for sure that that's outside the realm of what she is an adult and her partnership has decided is okay. And if you had that conversation and she was like, no, that's part of uh, my arrangement with my fiance, you would take her at her word. 100%. Because you're like, adults. Okay. Yes, grown ups. But you're right. For teens, one, I'm, I don't even think that would occur to me. <laughs> That that's like an option. That, that's like a thing. I just feel like, no way. <laughs> one boy, one girl, forever. Um, I wrote his name on my binder. <laughs> he has a tattoo of me. Wait, what? what? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like, I think it would be, yeah, you'd have the conversation, and then I think it would be sort of like me covering up a murder for you. It, I don't think it would end up a real end of friendship, but it would like you just have to sit quietly with the knowledge that your friend is something shitty and they're doing it to somebody that you like and then yeah. your friend, but that yeah, I think you because there's a point where it's not do you want to be the person who blows it up? No, absolutely not. I not I mean, you know my policy. I know, on you're snitching. like no snitches. And the, but that's and also that's a component of it. I don't want to be the person who's fucking blowing up someone else's biz, but if it's, I mean, I think what it comes down to is BFF is the trump card, yeah, right? Yeah, BFF is beyond, it's a whole nother thing. I think it goes BFF, general loyalty, no snitching. That would be my hierarchy of yeah. it. Um, yeah, because BFF is like. But if it became like, like a habitual thing, if my BFF is habitually cheating on their significant other, unbeknownst to them, and I'm also friends with them. I, I don't know how long I could watch it happen. I, I would say probably three strikes. I think that my, oh, man. I think my BFF, okay, because I have a BFF. Yeah. And she would never, but yeah. for the purpose of this conversation. I think that my, I would, it's sort of like the murder thing. I think I would end up distancing myself from them. I'd not necessarily tell on them, not snitch mm-hmm. but like i think it would be very hard to continue supporting them yeah and having the same dynamic if they were doing something so hurtful mm-hmm. maybe or this is fucked up we would just never talk about it. Right. which is not great that's not a great thing but it might be that you just ignore it and then yeah, you are contributing. You're not contributing, but you're not helping bring out the truth to a person you care about. But I don't know. It's so messy. And okay, I'm going to add a layer. It's okay. high school. We're not adults because adults makes it even. Exactly. I'm picturing like there's got to be a, like a kid involved now. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> like take, take adults off the table. You're in okay. high school. Right. You got to be at that. BFF's got a a boy a girlfriend. Okay. BFF a girlfriend, like she's great. Um, you're friends with her independently, but you got to BFF. Mm-hmm. Uh, BFF is cheating habitually. Yeah. With different people at different times. Just okay. like when they, so not like an affair. Like they yeah have they're not two in love with someone. Yeah, is they when they have a chance they act like they're single. They hook up with people. Gotcha. Uh, girlfriend. In chem class, which is the class you have together where you always talk. Okay. Says, you can tell they're, she's having a tough day. And you're like, what's up, man? You good? And she's like, no, I think, I think BFF is cheating on me. Has he said anything to you? 
and you no, know it's bro. You, I know, but it, it's habitual because it's not even just like one time. It's like it's like all the time, mm-hmm. and BFF is just punking girlfriend like well he making loves her, her look but like he, a fool he loves her but he has impu- he would say he has impulse control problems so like he loves her but he's at a party and he's drinking and there's this hot girl and she she wants to do it like what's he he just doesn't you know this is just what he does yeah it's so high school though i mean yeah. everybody knows it's just you have the the bad fortune of being the pff yep and and she's just looking at you. She's like, has he ever said anything to you? Like, he has never said anything. <laughs> Which isn't even true. <laughs> no, we're talking about it all the you're time. You're mincing words, and you're like, hmm. Oh, 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 he hasn't said anything to, oh my to God. me. I open up, like, a four-way locket. <laughs> That's I'm wearing. That's him and like three other women. Oh no! <laughs> like he gave this to me. I think I would, which I, I'm better. I'm a grown up now, so yeah. I I think I'm more adept at this. Mm-hmm. So, but I in high school, who knows what I would have done? I feel like I would be just as awkward in that situation now I as I would. I think I then. would answer a question with. I think I would let that sit because mm-hmm. I'd also be thinking. And then I would respond with, what makes you think that? Oh, why would you say that? Why would you say that? And not like in a like offended way, just like, oh man, you seem, you're really upset. Like what, did something happen? Uh Uh-huh. I think I would try to, and now a smart, Uh, like a a person was thinking like, I think they'd be like, what the fuck answered my question with the question? (laughs) But I think an upset person, someone who isn't an INTJ, they would be, they might respond. And I think then I can- well, no, I guess there's, I guess there's nothing really going on. I was like, you should talk to him if you're feeling this way. I think I would pull that, which isn't nice. No. But I think I would try to get out of my... Clearly, they're coming to talk to you because they feel like they cannot talk to this person. Well, and they think that you can tell the truth. That's the reason they think. Yeah. They oh, think whatever. Don't read my horoscope and think you know my life. That's what I'm going to say. Wow. Yeah. Wait, but can't... you don't even believe in horoscope. No, but Are other people, <gasps> other people believe in it for me. They want to BFF me because I'm a cancer. And I'm like, motherfucker, I'm terrible. What are cancers about? I think like all the like shit that I am. Like fr- oh, no. <laughs> friendship and loyalty yes. and like uh, a sense of I know that home and compassion. Yeah, we're releasing this uh, end of October mm-hmm. of 2019. This is the beginning of Colin becoming an astrology guy. I love it. It's just the You best. love it? I don't fucking give it. I don't care it. for it. Um, what do you think Weevil is? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know them that well. I know mine, obviously. Okay. What's yours? I'm a Libra. Okay. Which is about balance. We're into like aesthetic. Okay. Which is kind of true. I mean, that's me. Weevil. He's got all those tattoos. <laughs> yeah, I think he... Libras are also known for being like, uh, they keep the peace on the outside, but mm. they have lots of not like bitchy feeling, but kind of they have that's no, no, they're very judgmental, yeah. But on the outside, they're like, let's figure this out, let's talk it out. So, the only ones I know is everyone hates, um, fuck, not cobras. Um, <laughs> is cobra one of them? No. Are you thinking Scorpio? Ha- yes, Scorpio. Yeah. Scorpio. Everyone hates Scorpios okay, and loves GI Joes. One Scorpio, and, uh-huh. let's, and it was funny because I was having not trouble with her work, but like I would 
sometimes have trouble communicating with her. Uh-huh. And then someone did her charts, and then we talked about how to re- interact with Scorpio. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I started doing those things, and we all did. And it kind of worked. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't have to date her or her best friend. So right. I don't have to work with her five days a week. Sure. Um, but yeah, I think Scorpios can be managed. But like, I don't want to marry one. <laughs> a lot. Um, I think what is their what is their deal? People, they're just like they're just mean. They're kind of crazy and oh. intense. All right, but also like emotional roller coaster. Okay, and since that this is the key. This is kind of the key with everyone if you want to develop empathy. Uh huh. Some a lot of times if you strip all the top stuff away, in the end they're just really sensitive. Yeah, that's a human being. <laughs> that is but like not it. everyone. Is sensitive in the same way. Oh my God, they're marshmallows. Yep, that's what it is. All right, we got to get back to the show. Holy you shit! And I, dude. We'll we'll save this for our astrology show, which apparently is, we're going to do because you're very into I'm astrology. I'm so into it right now. Okay, so here's the problem. Uh, I don't even remember where we left off. I know that we haven't introduced the Titans yet because when it takes a long time. When, well, when Veronica is getting bailed out by Cliff, she sees Tim, her snitcher, and is like, "Hey, why?" Rick. I'm sorry, yes, Rick. Tim is the one in the coma. (laughs) Yeah, Tim is not doing great. I mean, she sees the apparition of Tim. Yeah, but I do love the way she confronts uh, Rick. She's like, hey, Rick, do I know you? Then why the fuck did you? Yeah, this is like awesome. She's like, why did you tell the cops that I sold you an ID? she's wearing a fur-lined jacket, and she has her hair in buns. That that look is a great look for her. Classic V look. Um, And then he confesses that he is a pledge to a member of a secret society Mm -hmm. called the Tritons. And they have existed for hundreds of years in Neptune, and all of the most powerful families yeah. go on to do like it's a stepping stone, basically, to like if you're a Triton, you can become a skull and bone, and yeah. then like onward and upward right. from there. It's how the elite keep their power, basically. Yeah. And um, she's like, I can fucking blow this shit up in a weekend. I know. She's like, okay, I'm on it. Uh, <laughs> also, stay close because I'm an. Oh, yeah, yeah. She gives up a very, like, uh, don't leave town yeah, kind of situation. Um, we also, and I just, we don't have to get deep on this, but mm-hmm. the last time we saw Logan was a oh. couple episodes ago. Yeah. We didn't see him last week. He needed a week off because uh, his dad got stabbed in the stomach mm-hmm. by someone he was fucking. Yep. Who was not his mom. Right. At his mom's Christmas party. Yeah. Which is his mom's favorite thing that she does it's all year like oh my god lynn it's like I the know. only fucking thing also right before that all his friends are perving on his mom so yeah. he's had a lot of conflicting feelings he, he he's driving to i think he just school. lost like two grand cash in the space oh, yeah, of a he also week lost a bunch of money so he's in the car in his hysteria so, <laughs> so he has one thing working for him and he's listening to shock jocks on the radio yeah Talk about his parents. Hey, check it out. Aaron Eccles and Lynn Eccles are blah, 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 like that. Wagga, wagga, wagga. Oh, doinky, doinky. If I had Lynn at home, I'd still probably fuck other people because if you... Uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah, they say like... That uh, old like, say, yeah. It is an old thing, but it's a Is it? Yeah. Oh. I don't know if it's always said that way, but yeah. If, I mean... Show me a hot it? chick and I'll show you a guy who's tired of fucking her, yeah, basically. was. Is, I think that's the thing. They say a TV friendly version of that. Gotcha. But the saying is that, which I get. It's just so fucking gross. It's super gross. But it here's the thing. Underneath it, there is a truth that I think is real and mm-hmm. not disgusting, which is that 
the fantasy of a person mm-hmm. or even initial stages of a relationship yeah. are very different from a partnership yeah. at a settled relationship. It's uh but the way they say tired of fucking her is not quite how I would define mm-hmm. that partnership zone. Well, but and again, an even more innocuous way of saying it is the grass is always greener on the other side of the hill. Yes, and the grass is always greener when you first move in the house. <laughs> yeah, before you walk all yeah, over before, it. Before anyone stepped on it. It's super green. Wait, why is there grass in your house? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but there the news is out. Which is that I can't, I, uh, when my parents got divorced, my dad was a teacher at my school. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was a semi-public thing for me. But right. I can't imagine if it was, like, a talking point on the radio and in magazines and everybody's, and they're not even getting divorced, but, like, everybody, everything. That yeah. would, I can't, uh, it would, you would feel so trapped. Oh, yeah, I can't even, I can't even begin to imagine that feeling. And they show it in the episode um, when Logan walks in yeah. and they do like the dramatic, like all eyes on him. Yeah. Sort of, excuse me. Um, all eyes on him sort of yeah. thing. Um, And yeah, so he's, and he's not dealing with it well. He immediately no. gets into a fist fight over it. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's being like picked on. He's being picked on and, Logan doesn't stand for that. No. He knows that the way out of a confrontation is violence. He's been taught that his whole life. And so he picks a fight. Meanwhile, Aaron is like, someone's giving too specific information. Yeah. Like, it has to be an inside source. So he's back in Mars investigation for the second time in, like, three weeks, um, hiring Keith to get to the bottom of this thing. Um, Keith is happy to help. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm sure Keith carries a little. I'm surprised there. That Aaron doesn't have any hard because if Keith was just ten minutes faster at his job, oh fuck that! Aaron stood in his way as much he as possible. But I just uh, Keith was so close. To Aaron yeah, no, that's true. But he didn't. Um, but no, he got okay. he got so, stuck. But he, I think. Aaron, you know, for his flaws, I think is at least pragmatic. Um, if not, I don't know. Is there some alternative? No, there's no like all um like motivation for him going back to Keith. I think oh, he no, just I knows Keith he, is good yeah, at his think, job and he appreciates yeah, I think it. That Aaron is very is pretty smart about people to the extent there of you being able like like so. I think he knows like Keith will do a good job. Mm-hmm. He's a He's an honest guy, and he's yep. going to figure it out. And he could use an honest guy who's good at his job, even if Aaron is a shitbag who's only yeah. just lying and manipulating and doing whatever he wants. He can recognize those qualities as being useful. Yes. I, I think, think that's what yes. it is. I think it's, you're right. And it's, I know we call Logan a sociopath a lot. <laughs> I think Aaron shows some of that kind of act stuff in yeah. terms of certainly how he treats the family, but like, he, it's not like he really wants to be friends with Keith, but he does feel like he can smile and be self-effacing with Keith, and Keith will then like him enough to help. Him. It's sure. like he knows that he can, I don't want to say manipulate Keith, but that he can, from his perspective, control Keith. Yeah, 
And last time he was with Keith, and Keith discovered that he was an adulterer, Keith said, exposing you as an adulterer isn't my job. That's true. So I'm not going to do it. So he knows that not also, that he can control. you think he's against snitching? He's, he's there to do his job. And not that Keith is, like, controlled by a dollar, like the way that some other PIs yeah. that we might meet um, are. Can't wait. Oh, my God, I can't wait. <laughs> it's almost as bad as waiting for Dick Casablancas. Uh, yeah, it's, I love how this show makes the, like, ethically worst characters the most fun. I mean, Veronica's the most fun. Yeah, she's not that great ethically. <laughs> and she's we not the worst, no. but she's not that and we great. We haven't talked about Donut, but we'll get to him. Ugh, I've been donut. saving him. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah. So Keith's on the case mm-hmm. for Aaron. Uh, and this is another runner that I want to talk about. Okay. The display. Do you see the display that behind <laughs> the Eccles family? <laughs> well, it was behind the Eccles, and it was where yeah. Veronica put her cameras. Yeah, her surveillance camera. Catch the Tritons. Soap, soap, soap. Soap, soap, soap. <laughs> Personal hygiene. Like whoever was the set deck or did that, I'm half off. It's so fun. It's, it's so funny, and I like it because it's it's very clearly for the incoming freshmen. It's, is... Well, I think it's for the incoming freshmen. It's also for the viewer. It's it's for us because not everyone is going to catch soap. it. Oh, possibly. I was just thinking that it's like a pretty, it's not a subtle joke, but it's like not, no one ever met references it verbally. Right. You don't really, you know, I don't know that every viewer is going to catch it. They're not all thinking that way. Yeah. But for people like us, it's like, hey, guess what? Something very silly is in here. Yeah. Well, I thought it was a, uh, I thought it was, because aren't, um, the Eccles are Famously, former soap stars, right? Um, or is that? Am I misremembering that? Is that maybe? I mean, I think the fictional lives of them. Maybe they're real life. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what I thought the sight yeah, gag Lisa, was. Lisa, but it's we, but we see the soap thing way before they're on. The sh- in the yeah, episode. I guess maybe it didn't click for me until I saw yeah, right them sitting her. in front, yeah. and you see soap yeah, everywhere yeah. behind them. But yeah, it is a very fun and some would say weird display. Oh, that's case. what I like about it. It's yeah, just odd. it's very odd. Yeah. Um. Okay, but that was that was a runner I wanted to talk about. <laughs> um. So Veronica is on the trail of the Triton, mm-hmm. and she talks to Rick, and he's like, "Every," she's like, "Who's in the Triton?" He's like, everyone you would think is in the Tritons. Mm-hmm. Think of a person. They're probably in it. She's like. No, name one person. Yeah. And he's like, um, how about Duncan Kane? <gasps> she's like. Not my donut. Not donut. Um, and so she's like, fuck it. I guess I got to follow him around. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that mm-hmm. took you half a second to decide to do that. <laughs> but okay. Guess you got to follow him around. Also, aren't you already listening to his? Or no, maybe not yet. Oh, maybe not he's yet. He's the last one. We'll get to it. Oh. Yeah. Um. And so she follows him to a karaoke bar. Yep. She oh, takes, my God. She takes Wallace. The two of them are there, and she sees Duncan tries to talk to him, and he speaks gibberish back to her. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of cute because at first he's speaking pure gibberish. Yeah. And then he, you can tell he runs out of gibberish to say. So he says the quick <laughs> fox jumps over the lazy dog, which is a 
typing thing he probably learned at some point <laughs> and just like gives but it's so funny because like he runs out of gi- gibberish and yeah. has to say actual words mm-hmm. that are like he says a saying which it, is not gibberish it felt like an improv scene <laughs> it did or an exercise well rather. i feel like in an improv scene depending on who's in the scene with you mm-hmm. someone's gonna call out that you just started saying words that make a sentence right right oh oh my god you're you've got the Ability to speak back. And now I have to justify. Uh-huh. <laughs> justify that? in half gibberish uh-huh. half, uh, typing lessons. God damn it. We're uh-huh. supposed to be on the same team. <laughs> but I like to watch you squirm. <laughs> uh, that's half of it brought. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so she, so he's no help, but she, she's asking all the right questions. Yep. She's saying, who's the head of this business? Mm-hmm. What's going on? I know all about these tritons. I know what you did. The- I know that you, you know. A kid's, a kid's in the hospital, and I think that's when he. Because I also like that he like inflects and emotes. Yeah. And his gibberish is like the quick brown or the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. Oh, well, yeah. Like, well, and they're kind of connecting. Mm-hmm. You know, I ship it. Then, so then he goes and gets a piece of paper for her, mm-hmm. and the piece of paper says. I've heard your voice. Or you've heard my voice. Or no, if you want to hear, hear my, my voice, voice. We need to hear yours. And she, and it has a little conch. Conch? Mm-hmm. No. Then she's like, oh. And then we go to commercial on her being like, oh, no. Which is funny because, one, Kristen Bell well, is like been on Broadway before this. Yeah. So, so the Kristen Bell, so it's like, you know she can think. But separate from that, it's like, do I really think Veronica's afraid of being on a stage? No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, so when I watched it originally, and even now I didn't put together the fact that she's like famously a yeah. very good singer. Because she's not, I rarely see Veronica as Kristen Bell. Yes, no, I, you're right. I think, I think the things, and part of it is Kristen Bell's a good actress mm-hmm. of looking awkward when she feels that way. Sure. But I think... I feel like we see sometimes when we see Veronica look insecure, mm-hmm. it like doesn't make sense because you're like, why would you be insecure about anything? Yeah, well, like not anything. There are things, but like this is one where it's like, and then she's really good. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, so you had to know you. You had to know you were one of the most charming people in the world. Right. You had to know everybody is going to love you. Yeah. You had to know your song had thematic relevance. You had to know <laughs> you, you know all the words. I'm like, then what are you worried about? <laughs> like, ready to go. And yeah, she yeah. was like, what am I going to sing? Right. I, don't I mean, so, I don't know if you wanted it to be more um, adventures in babysitting or. I want everything be more adventurous babysitting. I wanted someone to say, you can't leave this place without singing the Blondie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it just, I guess maybe that's it, is I was raised watching a lot of adventurous babysitting. Mm-hmm. And that anxiety, valid. Okay. Because they don't know. Mm-hmm. They get through it with chutzpah, but they have a, they should be nervous. <laughs> yes. They and they're on the run her- from bad guys at the moment. Like, they got to get off stage. Well, they have to stay on stage long enough for the bad guys. Because they don't know the bad guys are going to come into the bar. Right. They think the bad guys are going to pass them by. They jump into a, they go, 
they walk in. You know how like yeah, I've seen the movie. Alleys, We've all seen. Yeah, alleys Avengers go right days. onto stages. There's plenty of bars that. Uh... Oh, I guess I just don't get to go on stage that much. Yeah, <laughs> is that common? It just it goes happens. right to the alley. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's what they do. They go from an alley to a stage mm-hmm. to get away from bad guys, and then the bad guys come in, and then because they've been so good, all the jazz fans or the blues fans help them out. Right. And all then also that, the bad guys can't get sense. off stage either. Right, without singing the blues. The same elderly man is like, nobody gets <laughs> off this stage. Nobody leaves this place without singing the blues. And uh, the armed villains adhere to that well, rule, they're just presumably? Like, well, one of them is a golem. He is so evil. <laughs> I think he was also in like RoboCop or something, but he is like maybe one of the most <laughs> evil actors I've ever seen. He like speaks like this. Ooh. Ooh. And he's he's like got sunken eyes. Like his I love skin it. is almost translucent. But anyway, there's an emotional core to that scene. This, this scene, one. I mean, the performance, so fun. The challenge, I like it. I mean, I'm anti we will see it come up over and over and over across platforms yeah. and series. Uh, uh, I guess not platforms, but across no, but series. I like it. Okay. In the Rob Thomas verse, I am anti pretty much every karaoke scene that he finds a way to shoehorn yeah, in. Do I don't know why he loves it so much. I mean, some people just love karaoke. Maybe he genuinely loves karaoke. I like karaoke. Do you ever like karaoke? A karaoke scene? It's a lesson, Jesse, forever, but I like everything about that <laughs> like movie. Everything. I guess I like. Honestly, it's like a musical. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to like a song if there's an emotional core and a story happening around it. I if you it. stop a story yeah. to tell to sing a song, I'm not it. It cares. You see, but I don't like oh, we're not in a musical, but we want a number, so they're at a karaoke bar. Like I feel like the the movie or whatever is treating me like I'm stupid as opposed to a musical, which is like we're in a world where this happens, either get on board or don't. And you know what? I think I'm with you. And all I'm thinking of are exceptions, but I think I agree with your rule. Mm-hmm. So, like, an exception to me, and again, I think it's because there's a story would be like, um, maybe you would find the cutest, but mm-hmm. in 500 Days of Summer, sure. when, you, when Zoe Deschanel sings Smith. I think it's Smith. Oh, right, but she, it's because he, like, goes it's to the open mic he, where she is a performer, right? Or, I thought it was karaoke. It's, like, it happy be. hour with her with work, mm-hmm. and he's, like, entranced, and that's the first night where she kind of gives him a chance. And okay. Like, I feel like it works because it's part of his story that he's building up about this fantasy of this woman. Right. So, for me, it, like, fits from a story perspective. Her singing one way or another, I don't know that it tells stuff story-wise, especially with the, like, they challenged me, and then... I rose to and the challenge. Was great. <laughs> it was like, all right, okay. I mean, I wish it had said, like, make out with Wallace. Then that Whoa, face... Oh no, yeah, but And do. then the face that it made, mm-hmm. she made, would have made perfect sense, because that's, like, complicated, and is he going to do it, and is it a thing? And then they do it, but then... That's the thing that the BFFs just never address. Oh, yeah. They can never talk about that. Yeah. I feel like that's fine. Don't snitch on each other to each other. You know what? That's a valid rewrite. I accept your... Right? Wouldn't that have been a much more challenging thing? Yes. I'll unseal my lips once you press yours to to Wallace. Wallace. And here's the other thing that we don't know yet, but turns out Triton, Mm -hmm. kind of a doofus. Are you talking about toilet goof? 
Or n- uh, different trite. I'm talking about real trite. Oh, okay. All they're doofuses. Yes, it's a absolutely. Bunch of Super nerds. Super nerds. I mean, let's just cut to the chase. Fucking uh, walks around with a I'm playing myself in chessboard. MIT douche is, is like he a the- douche. I don't know. Yeah. I think he's just done with high school. He's You're- just done. That's fine. I yeah, I relate to that. But he yeah, walks- I didn't think- Okay, he walks with the chessboard. That's that is douchey. But I felt like his conversation with Veronica made me feel like he was he wasn't a douche to her. He wasn't sure. like snotty or like ugh, Junior. I'm yeah. already out of here. Like I felt like he was just like, this is mm-hmm. who I am. I'm securing who I am. Yeah. I'm gonna get the fuck out of here as soon as I can. And they had that in common. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Do I'll, I'll take but back he's douchey douche. for sure. You know what? <sighs> Whatever, man. Is it real? I was gonna say he could walk around with like a Nintendo DS. And play chess by himself if he wanted to. Or fuck that judgmental shit. He could walk around with a chessboard if he wants to. I don't give a shit if he's got a chessboard. Okay, here's what I would say is not douchey. Uh, not douchey, but the part that I don't like about chess mm-hmm. is chess is a two-person game. So you're walking around saying, I could play with any of you, but I'm not <laughs> inviting any of you to play. Whereas when you play on your phone... <laughs> You could play just as a one-person game. It's fine. Yeah, and but people like, assume you're playing a computer, sure. even if you're making both moves. Yeah, exactly. Whereas when you carry around that chessboard, it's like, oh, I'm choosing to play myself because I'm the only worthy opponent here. Yeah, that is um, the statement. It's a statement. All right, fuck that guy. Uh, but he. <laughs> but my point is that they're all duds. They don't have the vision to make Wallace and Veronica make out, which would have... I mean, I do. I, the first time I saw this scene, I was so... Mm-hmm. The first time I heard her sing that song, I was like, this is fun. Yeah. Also, did you catch that um, she says that Keith is going to find the bail jumper one way or another? No. She says that, which I hadn't caught until I think it's viewing. Oh, okay. But when she's talking to Cliff, yeah. she's like, and he's, he's like, he's going to find that bail jumper. And she's like, one way or another. And then wow. she sings one way, one way or, another. or another. That's what inspired her. Um, but it's yeah, and it and it's good, and I love that I'm gonna get you. And she's singing to people she's gonna get. Yeah, it's great. Um, but she has to go into the bathroom to meet the uh, what was it, the Grand uh, Triton? The Grand Triton. Yeah. Um, and it's very clear very quickly. That this he... Grand Triton is not. There is there's no there there. I love this guy. He's such a dude. I do too, but. Here it made me have a realization, yeah. And I don't know if I'm arrested developmenting, mm-hmm. or if it's a city thing, or if it's the time that we're in. Okay, I'm a I'm a full grown up. Sure. I don't go to any night establishment mm-hmm. where most people who are not working there wear a shirt and tie and brush their hair. That was the two pieces. I was like, shirt and tie and brushed hair looks so doofy to me I, and i was like that's weird and i started thinking about it I, daytime sure but even mm-hmm. then most people where i work don't wear a tie yeah maybe a button down but also shirt. it looks so doofy for people to brush their hair honestly and to tuck in a shirt and wear a tie which that's weird right like grown-ups are supposed to dress like that I like, see, I like to do it just because it's like a fun little escape from my everyday uh, casual attire. Okay, from but time you've to time. never dressed, well, I shouldn't never, maybe you just don't hang out with men. Hmm. I've never seen you dress like this casual. One, I've never seen your hair brushed like that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 
No, and he for was your like hair, he you came from work pro- and yeah. went to the karaoke bar. But his work at like the cell phone store. Yeah, absolutely. Not, like, at the mall. At the mall. Yeah. Like it was Where it's like you have to wear a button-down shirt and tie. They don't got to fit you properly. They don't have to be the right color. Yeah. <laughs> they can have sateen. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. No, he was a he was a schlub who's like dressed maybe, for work. Yeah. And I then feel I was like. like maybe he's working at that bar. I do go uh, to bars where sometimes people have to wear a tie, which I always feel bad for them. Yeah, but that's like, it's like a black tie tucked into the front Are button of your black. Again? Yes, of course we're talking about the pikey again. <laughs> that's the bar uniform. I went to a different bar last night. Okay, which one? Uh, Tom Tom. I don't know. Where is which it? Which is in West Hollywood on right. Santa Monica. Do you know where like, all the Vanderpump things are like Pump and Sir and all that stuff. Like Santa Not Monica. geographically, but I know them. By yeah, name. Santa Monica and Robertson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Sir is on Robertson and uh, Pump's on Santa Monica, but it's back corner. Yeah. And Tom Tom is like a couple doors down on Santa Monica. Uh, it's fine. I I went with a client. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably wouldn't recommend to you unless your mom watches that show and wanted to like show off to her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, my mom likes Silver Lake. I, it's very easy commute for me. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, if it would make her happy, you could mm-hmm. drive. That it can't be that bad. Hollywood. Um, why the fuck is she so saddled? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know what they say about mothers. What's that? Uh, show me one that's married to Aaron Eccles, and I'll show you someone who's tired of fucking her. I guess I don't know. You met, yeah, that yeah, was, that was a it. big swing and a miss. Um, oh my god, what is James doing with that lapel flower? I think she was hiding a mic in video. Can we get a fucking high five? Did you say on that? Mike. I said that <laughs> because okay, so it's I'm huge. watching it. Nicole comes over after she's done with work. I'm right. already, I'm almost finished. I'm watching it, and she goes, "Ugh, Veronica, not very cool." I go. I'll tell you what's not very cool. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking basketball size. It's ugly. Classic flower on her shirt. It's so bad. What is she doing? Is she? It was a time and a place. Okay. Where big, there was also big chunky necklaces was a thing. A statement piece. I'm aware Stat- of the con- yeah. uh, concept. Yes. So I think it's just she's trying. I think she's also, oh, we didn't get into, and we don't have to get too deep in it. But Logan, Logan called her out for her relationship with Keith, which I don't even know how he knows about. Small town, man. Yeah, I mean, Keith was sneaking home in the morning, but I didn't know he was honking his horn outside the Eccles house. Like, how does she know? He did the uh, he did the Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, Hall & Oates musical number yeah, down exactly the road every night. He might have. He was so happy. I, I don't... I, she's perfectly nice and tried so hard and is stunning and keith uh you know is like divorced or separated so yeah he was happy but she can't she couldn't have made him too happy yes i agree she's not good, she's enough, not for good enough but also she was always compromised the fact that she mm. was the guidance counselor at, at veronica school yeah it, it was always a problem yeah like that and if she, if she had actually made it, not to say that Veronica isn't absolutely his number one priority, but he's a very clever guy and he is a problem solver. If he actually was in love with her, oh, yeah. he would have found out. a way to make it work. Yeah, the he would have transferred them. Veronica to another school, or, which honestly, should have done anyway. 
<laughs> There's no reason why they still live in Neptune except their own misery that they like. <laughs> All right. Where are we? She talks uh, to the Duncan. toilet. Duncan. She talks to Duncan. Miss James talks to Duncan. And mm-hmm. Duncan, he's feeling something. He's like, oh, it's like these memories keep popping up. Yes. Which we find out, which we hadn't, I don't think we knew this. We definitely didn't know this before, that he has blacked out from the day of Lily's murder mm-hmm. through her, the day of her. So yeah. several days are just lost in his brain. Yep. Which is interesting because those days are when his sister got murdered. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, one of them is. One of them is the day. Well, who knows? Yeah. Uh, so. But he, he describes this very vague, like, feeling of, like, being, like, shuffled yes. to the funeral and then sort of, like, coming to, in a sense. Yeah. Um, and, but also that he feels like there's something inside him that, like, wants to burst out. Yeah. Um, and that he's thinking a lot more about Lily these days than he mm-hmm. was. Well, he confesses that he is off his medication. Yes, and she's like, did you tell your doctor? And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's, it's just antidepressants, which, uh, PSA, and I don't know if this is going to help anyone, but... Mm-hmm. Talk to your doctor before you go off antidepressants. He did. He, well, he talked to him afterwards. Yeah. And then, the, and then got the doctors. Well, and then he went back on the antidepressants at that point. Oh, yeah. He's so, just jumping on and off of his meds. That's not super healthy. not a good idea. And that's how people, that's one of the ways in which antidepressants can put you in a place where you're worse off than you were. Mm. Because your brain chemistry isn't meant to juice like that. Gotcha. Or unjuiced. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I get why he reacted the way he did because he's like the other medicine. There was something else, but it was also like, no, it's a valid question about your antidepressants too. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Talk to your doctor. There's a smart way to do this, and it's not just like decide not to take them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also we know from that other episode that uh, Duncan's mother is so invested in him staying numb. That it's also a tough thing for Duncan to get off. Mm-hmm. But he's still on the old standbys. Whatever yeah. that means. And Veronica's a medicine for a sick person. We'll, well see he, about that. Okay, but he does. She doesn't think he's sick. Yeah, she thinks he's a perfect, beautiful boy who broke up with her for no reason. Uh, who might have killed his sister. I don't think she's that. You think she's thinking that consciously? I think anyone, yeah, I think anyone who was the focus of this episode, that, like, C-plot or the through line, I think is a suspect. I think it's a suspect to us. She is, she she's is just blinded so by the light. Flir- she's so flirty with the end of the episode. If she yeah. actually thought he could kill Lily, like, mm-hmm. in a real way thought that was true, I don't think she could playful with him. Yeah. No, all right, fine. You're right. I, I mean, buy I think it. she should. I it's know. It's like I when we were talking it. about other things where the clues are right in the face. A, yeah, I was most likely in my mind just jumping ahead to yeah. where I am versus where she is yes, as a viewer. She you will know get I mean? there. I yeah. mean, she will get there to pretty much everyone but Keith. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, I guess. Everyone, pretty much everyone is going to take a turn of her really looking at them as suspect. Yeah. But I think right now. She, no matter how many signs we see and how many signs, like, anyone watching this episode should at least think those three boys are suspects in the murder. They should be suspects to anyone not Veronica. Yeah. But I don't think she's there. 
No. Uh, maybe that's where Miss James's investigation is going. <laughs> I hate, hate this investigation part. Um, I did think it was funny when uh, Veronica's in the car under the tarp, mm-hmm. and someone starts to open the door, and she's like, are you forgetting the secret knock? And it's like, no, it's the people who, what? Why? So, <laughs> you're making knows, you're defeating the purpose of a secret exactly. knock. What's the point of a secret knock if you're not going to get defensive when someone doesn't use the secret knock? That's what alerts you to not letting them in your car tent. Well, and you know what she ends up in trunk. the trunk, which they do leave the key. Yes, and I like the insert on that. Like they were very explicit about the level of malice. Like yeah. these are. Um, rich elite boys committing a crime in their own self interest with the idea that no one will be hurt and yeah. they'll get it's away all, with it's it. It's all fun. Yeah, like exactly. Being gibberish or doing karaoke. Exactly. Like, this is a thing we're going to do. Tomorrow it'll just have been, it'll be gone. We won't even think about it tomorrow. All right. Now, I feel like Veronica probably made a call for herself. Okay. I think if I'm in that car, uh-huh. I'm taking out those those uh, tail lights anyway and trying to get something. I don't. I know that she's like she's got Wallace on the phone, but like I, I think I would have a panic. It would be so scary. Yeah, to be trapped in the trunk. I guess she knows Wallace is coming, but I would and try it's... to get someone's attention. I don't. I think it would be really, or I'd feel like I can breathe. Like I'm kicking out those tail lights, even yeah. if I have to pay for those tail lights there. I mean, she knows she knows the car hasn't moved. I think the biggest concern is she doesn't know if they're coming back. So, like, right, yeah, she's got true. Wallace on the phone, and um, he's going to let her out. How long is that going to take him versus did they put her in the trunk and are going to get the boss who's going to drive the car or yeah, they're going right. to get the tow truck to take the car? You know what I mean? Or just get the fucking gun. No, they take the tarp off, leave the door open. Yeah, they do. Where did they put the tarp? Folded in the backseat. Folded in the backseat. They are they are good boys. By some definition. Yeah, ish. Uh, but you know what, Veronica? She she's escapes. like, hey, I got work to do here. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be snap, snap work. So she goes... You know, snap, snap work. Snap, snap. Click it, click. Click it, click. She takes pictures of all the Tritons. Yep. New and old. Mm-hmm. And then they see her. They go chasing her. She runs through the halls. And then what? Ha- she gets to the outside. Then what happens, Colin? Uh, <laughs> um, is it your favorite moment in the episode? It is my favorite moment in the episode. What happens? She runs. Up the back of the LeBaron with the top down and a fucking pedal to the metal ready Wallace Fidel in the driver's seat. Yep. And she just runs over the trunk and dives it's feet so cool. first into the passenger seat and they speed away. It's so smooth. It is like as, as cool as she is and as awesome as this show is, yeah. it's like it doesn't fit in a way that's oh, awesome. Think- like, you don't see that stuff a lot. No, you don't see that stuff a lot, but also, I feel like it's just because she has been in a position where she's running behind. Like, I just, it just makes me feel like she's capable. Oh, absolutely, she's capable. Like, it and, doesn't feel incongruous to her character. Oh, no, 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 not, I guess, yeah, not doesn't fit, but it's not, we don't see that sort of, like, action shot, right. I guess. Yeah. And I loved it. I was just like, 
fuck yeah, I would love to do that in my yeah, convertible. That would be super fun. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna open both side hatches on my minivan and do like a somersault through to the other I side think of the that's street. That's a great idea. That'll be Make fun. Sure, maybe do it from the street sidewalk <laughs> just for safety and i you wait i'm gonna end up clobbering like a lady with a carriage yeah i mean there's probably a baby yeah as well oh yeah that's implied uh but you know what what he doesn't let it get her down because all that takes pictures of all these nerds mm-hmm. tells her i figured out yep so she breaks donuts is that a Duncan reference? I think it's just a cop reference. All right. She brings some donuts, which was very nice, mm-hmm. to Sheriff Lamb. It's like, hey, Sheriff Lamb, here's $250. Put this in a locker. You'll get an ID. Mm-hmm. By the way, it's going to be while I'm here. So there's proof that it wasn't. Yeah. She sits in his office, makes sassy Cosmo references. Yeah, it's really, delightful. It's delightful. It's great. So, like, as... Veronica and Keith have banter. Veronica and Lamb have a different level of banter. Well, yeah, he's just very behind. Yes. He's just getting lapped. Yeah. I will say, and I know I complained about poor Mac having to go camping last episode. Mm-hmm. This episode, Veronica is wearing a heavy coat with a big old scarf. Yep. Again, January in Neptune, California. What? I know that there are people in the world who are watching this episode who were cold. Yeah. <laughs> but none of them were in Southern California. That's crazy. Yeah, sure. Survivors of Chernobyl. Probably cold at the time. There were survivors, though? Yeah, probably. There's probably survivors to this day. I thought that was the thing, is people didn't live. I didn't watch the miniseries because I was worried it was going to be too sad. It is. Okay. Uh, but yeah, cold places in the world. She's uh, yeah. overdressed. I was thinking, like, you know, Missouri mm-hmm. or Chicago. Sure. Absolutely. New York. All of those places are places where you wear. I guess, and it's also true, scarves used, scarves used to be a bigger fashion thing everywhere, mm-hmm. or at least L.A. I think they still exist here. She was overdressed. Yeah. How cold was it outside? Was it supposed to be like 60? Lambs in his tans and his white t-shirt yeah like, so like i don't he's not wearing like fargo <laughs> fucking uh parkas no, and it stuff was, like it that was a, yeah i think the heavy jacket or scarf mm-hmm. maybe together it was like are there's you this thing about tv and it always was a problem for me like in the summertime when i wanted to wear like when i was like oh beanies are cool yeah i'm gonna wear a beanie when it's not so snowing hot. it's so hot Fashion will always be paramount to, um, what is it, to utility in yeah. television, you know what I mean? No, fashion is paramount. I think that you want to be hot or a lighter. Sure. Or oh, I have. Um, but, yeah, I, it just. It felt like the costumer forgot it was hell mm-hmm. for that one outfit. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, I feel like they wear sweaters, but I'll wear a sweater in the Oh, winter. I want to try you in this. And I want to, oh, what if yeah. we did a little bit of this? And like, oh, right. this is very, yeah. Oh, Rory didn't want to wear this one. Rory Gilmore? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Same costumer. No, they were on different networks. They wouldn't be right now. But later, once we have the airy girls, just 
great. I love those airy girls. They're your favorites. Yep. Um, but guess what? It was all worth it. Because Why? Rick shows up and is like, hey guys, what's up? You, well, Veronica got, baits got, him. She yeah, calls him right after Lamb yeah, leaves the room. Yeah, she's like, hey, guess what? Uh, I found the bad guy. And yeah. she's like, okay, I'm here. And then, <laughs> and then she's like, he's like, where's the bad guy? And he's and she's like, uh, he just got here. You. Burn. And then he's like, uh, baloney, I would never. And then she's like, oh, interesting, because they just found a fake ID in your locker. Ba-boom. And he's like, you can't prove that they pro- someone probably planted it. There were fake IDs in your locker, whatever. He's like, yeah, too bad the $250 that I paid you is in your bag. He's like, um, you mean my $250? And then she's like, uh, interesting, interesting, interesting. Lamb, will you read what it says on that, on that dollar? And then he reads, Veronica Mars is smarter than me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh stop it, she yeah, says. Yeah, very cute. He takes way too long. I mean, come on, read the whole sentence. I mean, um, as somebody who had that problem <laughs> earlier tonight. Yeah. And then she goes, wait, earlier tonight? Uh, when we were recording, I had Anyway. You did a great job. Oh, thank you so much. I didn't even know what you were talking about. Oh, it's, you, oh, I mean, stop. The oh, may, stop the it. I know exactly, but Ryan I Ryan Mogi is smarter than me. Um, the second favorite thing to hear. I know, boo. Um. But, and then she's like, so why, why? And then she's like, okay, by the way, not a Triton. Didn't make the Tritons. Tried to pin it on them. You're a fake ID maker. Why the fuck did you target me? That's some bullshit. And he's mm-hmm. like, I've got a reason. And in my head, I'm like, oh, like maybe a reasonable reason. Like, she did something to you or, you know, like something that is a reason to not like Veronica. Yeah, anything, really. And he's got a reason. Uh, his reason was Keith was hired by his dad's hedge fund yep. company to investigate him for embezzlement and yep. basically broke apart the family. He lost his job. He had to do a little time. Parents got divorced. Or no, but, they took. But you know what? He didn't do a time, but they took everything. Okay, but Keith didn't know the whole story. Well, what's the whole story, Mo? The whole story is multiple times. Uh huh. Rick's dad didn't get his bonus. Oh, but that's okay. Bonus is like extra money that you're not really owed. It's like a reward for just. No, but like if you don't get your bonus multiple times, you really should steal from your company and it's all gravy. But did they if also not asked... give him his salary or his benefits <laughs> or his company car? He was on commission. Oh, uh, um, that's rough. No, it, here's the thing. If you embezzle from your company, you're embezzling. It doesn't matter if you got bonus or not. <laughs> like that is so dumb. Yeah. I understand the sentiment. I mean, you do it on small scale. It's like, oh, fuck. Gloria may only let me take a 20-minute lunch today. I'm taking these staples. You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, I get it. Like, you do shit when you're pissed off. And here's the thing. If you got convicted of taking those staples, Mm -hmm. no one in your family should do revenge on the person... And again, the child of yes, the first. Yes, and this is the other piece, and this goes back maybe to my to the snitching thing. Mm-hmm. If you're investigating someone for a crime they did actually commit, mm-hmm. and you bust them for a crime that they did actually commit, yeah, your hands are clean. Like even if the dad did the crime, it honestly doesn't matter any reason that the dad did. Maybe the dad did the crime because the little he had a little brother who was dying of cancer and he needed treatment. It doesn't matter. Keith is clean. 
Depends on how you. I mean, I I believe in the higher standard of the law, I guess, and that it depends on how you bust them. Uh, you know, not like because otherwise you're getting on a slippery slope of like, oh well, if you know, you wouldn't care that we were surveilling you illegally if you had nothing to hide. You get to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a person who's commit committing it, a crime. Yeah. And you investigate, and a private eye investigates. Sure, you're right. As long they as they said, get them clean, that's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah, I guess if the if the, if the guy's problem was your dad planted a bug mm-hmm. in my dad's office, right? That he had no right to do because yeah. the cops couldn't do it because it was illegal. So your dad did it, and also used something that, Keith does all the time. Well, and Veronica does, yeah. and did in this episode. Oh yes. <laughs> so like, if it was something like that, like your dad bent the law mm-hmm. by planting a bug. And that got my dad. That's like, then I'd be like, okay, that is valid. Yeah. But your dad thought he had the right to steal from his company? (laughs) What? (laughs) And the company, suspicious of him, hired a private investigator. You didn't get to keep your fancy house because your dad stole from his company? I'm okay. Bummer. It was because the way the guy delivered it. Was as if he had a justification. And Veronica's face was I know, as if. she felt bad. Like, don't feel bad. She's like, oh, but I used to be rich too and lost everything. Or she didn't used to be rich, but she had cachet. She did that thing. Yeah, it was just such a weird. That's, I mean, she's, I, you can only justify it by saying she's a fucking hardcore O-Niner deep she's down. She's an O-Niner in her heart. But I wrote "fuck you, Rick" in my notes. <laughs> so I was like, "That is bullshit." And uh, it's, I just I can't say it enough. A uh, a bonus is literally extra money. <laughs> well, and I get it because you've seen Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh yeah, the yeah, ultimate the... bonus is cruelty bonus movie. If you're counting on the bonus as mm-hmm. part of your salary, yeah, it is very tough to not get your bonus. Yeah. That hurt. Sure. Now, does that mean you get to steal your company or kidnap your boss in the middle of the night? Nope. No. Those are both crimes. Yep. And if somebody investigates you for those crimes and discovers the crimes that you actually committed. Then Russ needs to pick on that person's daughter. That's... (laughs) (laughs) No, it's insane. It's 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 such a wild... It's weak sauce justification. And I think that I would have been okay with it if Veronica was like, okay. <laughs> but instead, she's like, oh, so things we do have repercussions. And right. It's like, what? No, it felt like they were like, okay, the rules of a script say we need to justify this yes. and give him a motive because that's what the thing yeah. says. And here's the one we came up with. All right, moving on. What's the uh, final button up scene? And you know what feel- I mean? Yeah, and it feels like they, it was. The whole problem with that speech mm-hmm. is one phrase, and it's it's not what he didn't know. Keep that. Then it's my dad didn't get his bonus. Three like, years in a row. Three years in a row. Like if you changed, my dad didn't get his bonus three years in a row for a justifiable. Like what they didn't know is mm-hmm. that my dad was trying to clean up the books because they were cooked by his predecessor. <sighs> what they didn't know is that my dad. Um, you know, had taken on extra responsibilities and they promised him a raise mm-hmm. and never put in his face. 
what they didn't know is that he was using that money to pay back pensions that someone else had stolen. Mm-hmm. What they did. There's a thousand things. Yeah. And I just named three that are pretty bad, but better <laughs> than bonus. They gave one that is not valid. Yeah. Um, but it's a show. It is. I mean, why talk about it for three hours? Meanwhile, out in front of the display case. Yes. So, uh, well, we have another scene where Aaron talks to Keith. Keith, like, figured it oh, out. Oh, yeah. And Aaron's like, oh, I should have known. Yeah. Which, like, really should. I mean, yeah, he kind of should have. This kind of should have. the most obvious you, person. Is it? You think Logan's more obvious? It has to be someone who's super intimate. Yeah. I don't think they let, I don't I, think there's a lot of people. I mean, the only person I would say is, uh, what's her face? Trina. Yeah. I think Trina was Honestly, the Honestly, I, I would say Trina was the most obvious. But it turns out that the person leaking the stuff to the paparazzo um, is Lynn Eccles, yeah. the scorned wife. Yep. And she's humiliated and, you know. And I betrayed. love how he's like, you're trying to ruin you're trying to ruin our money. You're trying, yeah. and she's like, "No, bro, I you're just t- hate you." Yeah, you're trying to turn me into Kevin Costner. And she's like, "I don't know. I just want to hurt you personally." Yeah. yeah. And he's like, "Oh, well, I'm gonna take away all your stuff. No more club membership." Mm-hmm. And then Logan stands up to and him. He's like, "I will fucking murder you, just like I did Lily. I mean, I'm sorry. I will <laughs> murder you, Aaron." <laughs> um, and Aaron is. Because Logan does not usually talk to him this way. I feel like it's this thing, and I don't know, um, but it seems like the all abusers have to have in the back of the mind that there's going to be a day that they won't be able to get away with it. And I think Aaron is shook because, like, is today the day he can no longer, like, physically dominate his son? Yeah, I don't know if it's always in their head that it's coming. Mm-hmm. Because I, you, I think you're right. There's an underlying assumption, especially once your kid gets to be as old as Logan. Mm-hmm. Were you struggling not, not gonna... to say yoked? Well, no. Yeah, but I'm just like, once your, your kid is, because if Logan wanted to fight back, mm-hmm. I think he could physically overpower his father. Right. I mean, depending on who has the most rage in the moment or whatever. Sure. But I think he could physically overpower his father now that he's a grown man or grown mm-hmm. up, not a man. A boy. Boy. But a pretty grown one. Um, so I, I don't know if it's always in your head that it's coming, but it's like there's this underlying assumption that, yeah, becomes less and less true as your kid gets older. Mm-hmm. But it's, if it's never tested, like if the underlying assumption is I will be able to physically, emotionally, and mentally dominate you. I think then... that's where the emotional and um, mental domination yeah. becomes more important. Yes, but I, I don't know if it's like, I don't know. I mean, I've never been an abuser. Yeah. Uh, I think you're agreeing. Um, I agree, and I will tell that to the cops right now. How does that work in my work? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know if you're conscious that that's going to happen or if you are just so dependent on it happening, mm-hmm. on it not happening, that when it does, you're going to be taken back. Yeah. Because he didn't have a response ready. Oh, no. He, he wasn't like, he didn't know what he, it's not like he thought about it, like, oh, well, if Logan ever stands up to me, this is what I'll do. Yeah. He was just like, oh, fuck. He True. just stood up yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, like, 
Um, and then Lynn is like, I am tired of all of this. She can't take it anymore. I'm going for a ride. She doesn't say that. She says, I can't take it anymore. And it's very sad because she's Brit like she's not doing well. No. She gets in her car called the Eccles. Eccles two, a bright red Dodge Viper. It's a pretty cool car. Honestly, a car it's of a bygone era. You do not see Vipers anywhere anymore. No. At least not in Los Angeles where I see most cars. Right. That's where I see like ninety nine percent of the cars I, <laughs> I see. I mean I visit other places, but do I pay that much attention to their cars? No, you're a motorcycle gal when you're on the road. <laughs> that would that's so funny. I only look at motorcycles. It's true. You fly across state so many to look at motorcycles. Um, it's true. Uh, hi, yeah. wow. Um, so yeah, so she leaves, and Logan's like, "Who's gonna come to my parent-teacher conference now?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, let's blow it off. This is no longer important. Mom just popped a fistful of prescription pills. Well, I don't know what at this point Aaron is just like. I think. Not. Oh yeah. I think he's he's <laughs> like, geez. <laughs> oh god, what's gonna happen next? Wow. Wait, I w- I feel like we should cover the last last. I'm just trying to remember if there's anything else. So do we go? Do we cut right? We go to something else and then back to her car, right? I don't know. So she. We just watched this together. I was. I was transfixed. Okay, I, I so, mean, yeah, Aaron walks away. Once Lynn gets in that car. Does Veronica make moves on anything? All right, I guess the end. So. I, uh, <laughs> no dead air here. I, Come I on just now, thought shit. there was something. That happened between, but I guess not. I mean, uh, I there, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's just we see her car, we see her license plate, and and then we cut to the. Is it can I tell us? I'm gonna see if it's in the book. All right, let's just move on. We've been talking for three hours. Episodes. Seriously. Uh, so in the end, she parks her car, not quite perpendicular, but like at a 45 degree angle. She's making a, a lane and yes, passable on on a on a bridge. Mm-hmm. And when I say she did, she's making it impossible. She's gone. Doors open. Yeah. Cars akimbo. It's a bridge. And I don't see her anywhere. So. Yeah. I mean, the most obvious conclusion to draw from these clues. And the fact that she did a bunch of drugs. And the helicopter pilot is is doing a VO. Yeah. It appears. I mean, it. It appears she jumped off the bridge. Yeah, Lynn Eccles, R.I.P., as far as we know, is no longer with us at the end of season one, episode 12. Oh, man. I know. Oh, you know what? We cut back to Veronica and Duncan, because Veronica says, I'm not going to. That's that. Fight. She gives him the photos yep, she he gives took. Him the photos God that... damn it. You were right. Yes, uh, it was worth it oh, all. Say it one end. more time. My number one favorite thing to Mo, hear. Mogi, you were right. You're so uh, much smarter than me. Oh, God. A one-two punch. One-two. Pow, pow. Um, you getting compliments. <laughs> I oh. like compliments. Words of affirmation. Oh, girl. Um, so. This is this is so big. yeah. So Veronica and, Lo- uh, and Duncan have a moment. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet, but also, and I think cause sometimes people have a lot of negative things to say about Duncan. He's a donut. 
He's, he's a donut. Emotionally think, unreachable. Yes, but I think that in the last couple episodes, and certainly in this episode, now that mm. we know he is no longer on his antidepressant. Mm. And I'm not trying to say antidepressants are not good for people. Take them if you need them. No, but the but, show is framing a personality change. And yes, that's and the this, explanation. And I for feel it. like he is more himself. Mm-hmm. Or at least the guy that you think Veronica maybe was in love with. More affable. More affable, more playful, mm-hmm. more connected to other people. Yeah. Um, and so it's interesting to see this. I almost wonder, and they couldn't have done it because it's not what the show is, but like if people met this Duncan, if his reputation as Dud wouldn't be there. I think some of that is cemented by the first few episodes of the show where he is emotionally stunted so people are like of course he's a dud he never says anything funny he's he just kind of looks out the window and it's like yeah well he's all doped up sure show us fun duncan i mean and uh, i mean he'll never be as he'll never have the zingy zip of a logan right or of a a duncan whose sister is alive like that's just that's just what that's just it yeah he's sad uh, but you know who also is going to lose his zip? Who's going to lose his zip? <laughs> Poor Logan. He was already super suicidal, and then his mom jumped off a bridge. We'll find out. And all he's left with is his, I mean, where we are at the end of the episode, yeah. his mom is gone. Because mm-hmm. even if she didn't jump off the bridge, Something's... she's not going, she's not, she didn't walk home. Like, she left her car in the middle of a bridge. As all we know is the car is left in the middle of the bridge, and she is, and the helicopter boy says it's an apparent, or a possible jumper. Yes. So we are left to wonder at the end of this. It's a cliffhanger. It's a cliffhanger, but it's also, come on. She's not, she didn't walk back to her house. Come on. Come on. Come Come on, now, sugar. sugar. 